And away we go. Welcome in. It is the BCJ Podcast brought to you by the Holy Grail right here on BearcatJournal.com. Make sure uh, everybody, you are all invited. We are meeting at the Holy Grail next Friday, the 26th, little preseason get-together for the Bearcat Journal family. Come hang out and uh, enjoy some fun with us at the Holy Grail. We'll talk a bunch of Bearcats and uh, have a good time. I've confirmed a couple special guests already for this event, Dave. I know uh, Dave will not be there. Unfortunately, uh, realignment expert Dan Simon also uh, not going to be in attendance. But but I have confirmed maybe two of the most legendary walk-ons in UC history will be joining us that day. <laughs> Zach Tobler will be in the house. And soon to be Monday night uh, college football, UC football expert and analyst Ryan Royer. Oh we'll man! Be at the house. Well, then I don't need to be there. Yeah, I, I mean, Tobes and Roy are going to be there. I mean, what do you need me for? Uh, potentially, uh, Michael Kope Garodsky might also uh, might also pop in, and I'm working on maybe other a few. Maybe we can get our guest tonight to to show up. I, I, I was going to ask him uh, here <laughs> when we're live. We are joined by special guest tonight, Anthony Defino. From the University of Cincinnati, he is the Deputy AD of External Relations, and uh, he has been a, a regular guest of this show since he has uh, has joined the team here at UC. We always appreciate having him on, and you're more than welcome. Next Friday night, I get, I've got radio. I'm filling in for Mo, uh, but then I'll be heading down about 6.15, 6.30. I'll be at the Grail. We're going to hang out and, uh, and, and, and mingle with the people. You're more awesome. than welcome. Is this the pity invite where you mentioned it and you forgot to invite me before you had? No, we haven't. Before? We haven't. Okay, talked. cool. <laughs> You've talked. Dave set this up, right? Like you're Dave's guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a, we, we have, we have, we had you on about this time last year, and Dave's, uh, Dave starred as a favorite in my uh, inbox. Oh, geez, so that's, I don't sure know if that's a right good or inbox. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. It's a great thing. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I mean, like I'm not able to be there. But you know you're more than welcome to to try and fill my shoes as as you know easy as that might be. Um, but we have a you know we've built this thing up pretty good, and I think we're gonna have a a good crowd to talk some some UC football before the season starts. But I want to you know first off, thanks for joining us again. This time last year, this time last year you had never been to a true Bearcats football game you've never been to a true nip at night so let's just go right into it what did you think of your first season experiencing UC football and it being the greatest season in school history so you're either to thank or to blame if things go downhill it's it was awesome um never never been to a game never experienced it and uh I think it hit me when I saw the band for the first time making their lap around the concourse. I'm like, wow, this is real. Um, what really impressed me was how early the students show up, fill the student section. You're not, you're not seeing that anywhere around the country. Any of my stops, I think even you know, when I was at Penn State, you might have 100 kids enter the stadium two hours early. 
there was a thousand kids that first game filling up the stands, just ready to go. It was awesome. And, um, I was, I was truly impressed. Uh, I was honored to be there. Um, you know, it was just looking back on it. It was, you can't explain it till you're there, you know, even telling my fan, Hey, come visit, trying to get my brother to come down for a game. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Um, I'm like, no, 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 you got to understand. You got to be there. It's the, it is 37,000 people. That feels like 200,000. It is awesome. So you guys kicked things off. You went through the season. You made some some pretty speedy adjustments to how things were going, which I think was very much appreciated by the fan base. What it was kind of your biggest big picture takeaway in your mind from like start of year to end of year, where you kind of felt like you, your group, your team kind of understood what needed to be done and kind of where you were able to take things. It, it was still developing throughout the year. You know, we, we had a change on the fly. We didn't get intermission for a while. So we had to change a few things on the fly. And I think the best thing we could have done last year is just listen. Um, you know, what people might've said three years prior to last season, well, that was kind of all a moot point because, you know, you had COVID, couldn't have a whole lot of fans show up. So the, the stress and, and the pressure on the stadium, uh, having that many sellouts, we, we learned a lot about what we needed to do, which which was great. You know, the, the surveying, the fan council, everyone that uh, was willing to give their opinion, um, I think that that was a privilege for us, for our fans to be able to speak up when they felt we were you know, falling short of expectations and it was great to hear the feedback when they thought we were doing great uh so taking both sides of it you know really working on what we were doing great and making it better because that's how we operate and then taking where where we were falling short of expectations and trying to trying to reach that standard so i think just throughout the whole season last year we were we were listening we wanted to make changes as fast as we could and there's still some changes we probably can't make going into this season uh, we had to prioritize a little bit and try to understand you know, what what is a one-year fix, what, what's a three-year fix. So I, I think you know, some of the news today was was important to us to say, okay, stadium security. I know that's not on the top of list uh, of every singles fans list, but uh, for us to ensure our, our, our fans are safe when they're coming in, that was something we identified early last year that we had to it just absolutely ensure that we we fixed. Um, and that was a top priority. So we're, we're happy with that one. Uh, so our fans could feel more safe and secure. And then the other things that we did, you know, the grid was um, really tearing apart at the seams in terms of how many people it could hold, um, looking for additional opportunities, you know, having the, our, our partner in Revel XP come in and uh, take on the turnkey tailgating that we'll have up at the commons, you know, making the commons a secondary grid. We're going to call it a premium experience. You saw what game day was like up there. Uh, so, you know, those are things that we identified that we really wanted to get done. And, um, you know, thanks to our fans just telling us and listen. Every time I've been on this, this, this pod, it's like, okay, just we want to listen. Like, send us your thoughts. It's, it's important. It really shaped what we did. I guess we saw it with fan council, but you, like you said, you sent out the survey. What were kind of the, I don't know, one or two things that, kept coming to you guys as maybe not even complaints, but just the things that stood out that you then identified. It was like the fans are, are talking about this. We need to make these type of adjustments or changes. 
Yeah, and I, I got to preface this one. It, it's the same around the country. We saw the same trends that I saw um, around the country with, with the scoring on concessions. I, I don't think, no, if you, if you have a five-star uh, or a five-course meal out there, they're still going to rank very low because I, I think it's, it's service time. It, you know, if you miss one play, you're upset. So you blame that on what you're trying to do. But no, seriously, I, I think you know, our, our concessions, we, we have to speed, speed of service. So we're working on that. Um, you know, in terms of we're, we're going to beta test some line queuing. Uh, it, we were going to do that at the, the spring event. We, we didn't have the spring event, so we couldn't really test it um, under pressure. So we'll, we'll beta test some line queuing. We'll, we'll beta test some, some other pieces like going to um, going away from draft beer. Uh, so it's canned beer. Speed of service is extremely important. Uh, we're going to beta test uh, some in-seat ordering for certain sections and, and see if they, they can handle the stress test on some of that and then expand it. You know, obviously, these were things we couldn't do at the end of last season uh, that we're going to have to do, you know, games one and two. And if things go well, you know, continue to expand. Uh, you know, I, I think there's some hidden gems still that people haven't taken advantage of, like the grab and go in the cat scaler. Uh, that's that's something that we felt was underutilized based on uh, looking at the data. Uh, so just overall concessions, not not that the food quality was not meeting standard. It was more um, we have tight concourses, which leads to lines, leads to confusion. So there's some things that we're, we're going to attempt to do this year. You'll see some some tweaks and some changes. Um, the stadium perimeter was also something that we we wanted to key in on, you know, time, you know, time of entry, the turn time as people. Um, get through the gates. I, I think that first game we, we made that adjustment to the perimeter, but you're continuing to hit on things like fast pass, um, making sure fans could, could utilize that. Uh, we, we invested in new scanners. Um, so we had about eight year old scanners. So we've updated the technology. So we, we purchased, I think, 40 or 50 new scanners to distribute at our gates, which should make things go a little bit more smoothly. Um, you know, and, and then also just our, our service side. You know, it's it's when you're interacting with our, our service level people, whether it's our security staff, ushers, ticket takers, just making sure they're all aware of what the situation is, um, you know, where first aid rooms are. Uh, and then just overall, just making people feel more comfortable and helping with the wayfinding because it is a it is a tight concourse, um, you know, trying to get people to go into the gate that is close closest to their seats. Um, we're, we're excited for that. Again, we were, we were listening and if there's things we missed, um, you know, we, we know it's on our list. Um, but the, the fan council and the surveys were huge for us. So going kind of in a little more in depth on the release you guys put out today, I'm not going to just, you know, go through it line by line, but is there one or two things from that? You know, you mentioned the security element, um, is there anything from that that you want to expand on or just emphasize that is new, that is maybe a change that people need to be aware of? Um, you know, stuff, yeah, stuff along those lines. <laughs> um, the, I'm sorry, I'm just getting my camera on for you better. Um, I, I think the, the open gate's going to be pretty quick. It's not going to be your typical magnometer or metal detector like you see in the airport. Um, so that, that will be pretty quick for our fans. The key there is having the, the clear bag. So just like any pro stadium, uh, having your clear bag ready, having your tickets downloaded 
before you hit the gate, those those will help speed of entry. Uh, so as fans engage in in those uh, pieces that really help them get through, um, we're we're excited as we kind of go through um, just looking at the concessions from a, a premium level. Uh, that's also something we worked really hard on uh, for the folks in the club. They they kind of spoke and said, hey, we, we need to elevate our experience here. So that was something we truly focused on with, with Aramark and our, you know, how we handle the concessions up there. So you'll see a major investment from the department in Aramark and, and really upgrading that experience. Um, and then also the keys for us are, are bringing in um, Revel XP and working with them in terms of field level suites, the, the turnkey tailgating. So those are the big three, I would say, that we're, we're really focused a lot of attention on um, to make sure we, we got right. And uh, we're, we're thrilled with how Revel's starting out with the, the uh, field level suites. Um, we still have some availability. I think it's tough to sell something when you know, we had some renderings, uh, but ultimately they're, they're gonna start building those, I think this week or next, so we'll actually see them physically. Uh, but those are great for, you know, bachelor parties, get togethers, bachelorette parties, but, you know, you want to bring the office out for a night. Um, it's a unique experience. You are field level. Um, you'll, you'll see the players live and up close. You, you won't get the bird's eye view. It's not, it's not like you're watching it on TV, but it is truly a unique experience. It never, it's never been had at Nippert before. How, how many of those will there be? And then can you, like, is it, is it raised up off the, field a, a certain amount and just kind of like what's the details behind it from like a f and b standpoint and and the hospitality of it yeah well it will operate like a regular normal suite would um we're we're working through the menu the menu should be finalized i believe by week's end uh but it would be right there on the ground might have a little raise to it um we have seven of them three of them are are larger in the 18 to 20 um, seat range and then Four of them a little smaller, you know, eight to ten to twelve range, um, but they're they're intimate. They're right underneath the lair. You're going to have a lot of sound pumping behind you. Uh, the people who sit in the lair are awesome. Um, they they really make a lot of noise, and you know they're like a second student student section on that end. It, it's awesome. So you'll have the experience. The team will run out right in front of you. You'll see all the media folks right next to you. You have some cheerleaders, and uh, it, it's just. You're going to see football from that level. It's a different experience. If you've never been down there, I encourage everybody to try to, you know, find a few friends and, and you know, you know, come out to a game down there. Upgrade your seats for a game. Uh, so, it'd be a lot of fun. So and then, I'm just curious. Oh, I'm just curious. That that area has been my office uh, for the last 16 years. So has it been discussed what concessions are going to be made uh, for me uh, because you're taking away my office? Well, uh, you, you have the ability to move wherever you want, right? Inside those yellow lines. Um, Make him go to the press box. Oh, no. no. <laughs> well, I, it might be a the good The football press box is too sterile. The football press box is too sterile. I, 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 I'm loud. I come I'm not good. It's not the, like, everybody thinks it's the cheering thing, right? It's I don't cheer. It's not that. It's just that I'm loud and I interrupt other people working and I know inherently that they hate me for that. So I don't subject them to it. I need to be in a place that's loud. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to move down by the student section is my normal spot. Well, yeah, we're not. You go to the student section. We'll, 
we'll retain the spot and we'll we'll always just kind of leave a little space for you yeah just put like a, a i've got uh zach is gonna bring in he's got a, a some bcj stickers for you and maybe you can just put a sticker on the wall where my bag used to go uh as in in memory in in memoriam of uh not having my spot anymore you got it we'll uh we'll put down one of those little x's that the coaches <laughs> use to get the yeah. special teams ready next up <laughs> all right sorry to i'm sorry to not I, I wasn't sticking to sports there dave i'm sorry no you're fine you're fine um we we that, could take the sweet the the field level suites back like we don't need to do them if if it's going to really interrupt i just need i just need a little spot for operation me. that's all that's all i need is just a little spot for me and i'll be fine <laughs> I'm sure he's got it. I'm sure he can find a spot for you somewhere. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> I can't not, see the game. You might the... not be in the stadium, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be on the basketball courts in the rec center. That's right. Armory. <laughs> How has, so Rebel XP is coming in, doing the field level stuff, but also doing kind of the, as you said, the, the turnkey tailgate on the commons. How has that gone? What, you know, kind of what is, I think some people have an understanding of it, but this might be the first time someone else has heard about it. You know, how is that different than the setup at the grid and what is all that, you know, what all does that include for them? Yeah. So we, we're not changing much of the grid. If you've had your tailgate, we're going to let you keep your tailgate because that that's such a great culture down there. Um, what we're, what we're really doing is allowing fans to, especially at the grid, if if they don't want to lug their TV and grill and every it's it's turnkey, G give it over to to our representation from from Revel XP and they'll they'll take care of everything from for you from catering to to the beverages to getting a grill there if you want it to putting TVs out. Um, I saw last year just people lugging TVs from the parking garage and I was like wow. Um, so Revel is you know they are an outside company but they they are. They, they bleed black and red. The GM that uh, was hired, Tommy Easley, swam at UC. Uh, he's, he's been in the industry for a little bit. Um, he, if you, if I didn't tell you they're Revel XP, you wouldn't know. You'd just be like, hey, what's, what's that guy doing, that, that UC employee? I mean, that's, that's how integrated they are and they need to be. Um, so, so the grid, again, sold out. We're giving people the opportunity to upgrade their you know, whatever they want to do. I wouldn't even say upgrade. I've seen some pretty awesome tailgates out there, but you know, e ease of use and, you know, worry free in a sense. And then, you know, for the commons, that's, that's going to be exclusive uh, to purchase the, the tailgating through, through us. Um, it's a premium area. Again, we want to make it grid like uh, we, we know that might take a year to really build up and to, for fans to see that area for what it is. But um, we expect that to, take on in it i wouldn't even call it a wait list that people we we have had people concerned that they don't want to go to the commons because they hear the grid is a place to be but um honestly the the commons as we as we grow this as we sell out more games we go into the big 12 we need another place to have tailgating and the commons is it so when when game day rolls around again uh those people have their plot of land for game day they're 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 set um so i, I think and and you see the stadium it's right there it's right next to a gate um, you know, to me, having two areas like that uh, is is phenomenal, and um, we really want fans to take advantage of it and and really build up that same type of culture at the Commons. And the Revel folks are 
they, look, they're again, they bleed black and red. They are us. Um, they're here to help. They, they'll answer questions. They, they want to help our, our fans understand what packaging is. You're, you're paying a little bit of a premium, but it, it, you don't have to lift a finger. You show up and everything's there for you. That's, if that's it, that's there's a little bit of a premium to that. But I'm willing to say some fans really want that. They want that weight lifted. Um, very important that, uh, that they, they have it taken care of for them. They just show up, have fun. And let somebody else deal with the mess. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll help sell in the sense of I go in that gate every every game because my suits are in one twenty two, so I use that gate. And there's never anybody going in there. And you're up at the commons. You're what a hundred, two hundred yards away. Tailgate. Don't have to bring anything. Shove to your tailgate and stroll right in. And on your way in, you can stop at my personal bar, which is the Coors Light Chill Zone that on top of the concession stand, which also nobody ever uses. So I go up there and get a beer in like 30 seconds. And, you know, it's the it's a, quite, quite a perfect situation if that's kind of, you know, what you're looking for. So definitely. You're selling out your spot, Dave. It's going to be crowded now. I've been, be ta- I've been talking about it for like since it started and it's ne- it's never, no one's ever up there. It's, you know, so, but you know, we, we did have a lot of people say, how come you're not using this green space? How come you're not using the commons? Like that'd be great for, you know, people who can't get a spot on the grid. Here it is. Like, you know, for us, we're, we're trying to solve some problems. Um, And I I think again, it's, it's the flywheel. It's going to take a little, little bit to, to get going, but it's going to really, it's going to take off when, when the right people get in there for the right reasons and understand what it is and, um, are excited to be there and build that culture, just like down at the grid. Uh, you mentioned, you know, you're kind of like one year things and then your things that you want to do, but might be more of a two or three year plan. Give us just like maybe one or two little hints on like where you see, you know, you don't have to delve into it because it's obviously still a work in progress, but like in your mind's eye, like what do you want to get done from that, from this part of the experience in the next couple of years? I want to continue to engage our fans and, and listen to them to, to help build that out. Um, most importantly, I think it's, it's ease of throughput at our gates. It's continuing to expand the concession opportunities. Uh, so we worked hard with Aramark to, to get the number of points of sales up. Um, again, I think you know, as you do things like grab and goes, um, there's some opportunities that, that you've seen in the industry I think Amazon just rolled one out, which is kind of a just take it and go technology. You don't have to cash out. I, I think some of those touchless opportunities were um, where where it's really evolving to incorporate some of those into uh, our stadium. Now we do have our challenges. It's a it's a very old, it's a historic stadium. Um, you know, even trying to run power, uh, I'm finding out is is tough when you're trying to drill through. 80 year old concrete and get some things done from a technology side. Um, but ultimately things like, um, very long-term, um, permanent scoreboards in the other end zone is something we, we really want to look that's at. That's a hot one. And I, and I was going to ask you <laughs> about it. That was, that was plural. In my, in oh, my well, there. My next question was going to be is about. A, hey, Dave said to me, "What right? I would, you know, okay, one on each side of the early. I'm probably, you know, get fired for saying something like that. But that's 
that's how I would approach it. But, you know, sorry, Dave, go ahead. No, no, I was just, I mean, that's one that's been asked about. I mean, you know, it's been asked about, it's been talked about in fan council. I'm sure fans that are on the scoreboard side of the stadium want something on the other end. What, and we talked last year a lot about your vision for in-game, you know, your love for the band, your love for the collegiate atmosphere. Anything different this year that people will notice as far as like the in-game presentation compared to last year? Can I go back to the scoreboard for a second? Sure. It's, I, I do want to point out, we, we were exhaustive in our search to solve something this year. Um, the technology or heights of scoreboards, things like that, that we were going to try to put field level uh, would really interrupt some of the, the uh, sight lines for, for some fans in that area. So, you know, we are still looking at other opportunities. Um, we, we could still test some opportunities. Um, just there's not too many telev- like televisions out there that are outdoor rated for sun glare that even trying to put them on the, the lair. So we, we did look at a lot and it's really going to be more of a, I would say another 12 months, nine to 12 months of really trying to get our ducks in a row on that one, um, including investments, you know, working with our, our video board partners like Dactronics to get really creative. Um, back to in game, if I could fast forward to your question, I challenge our team a lot and, um, I think there's some things we can do better and, and they know it, they, they do a great job. And, and by my team, I, I mean, our marketing staff, Sabrina, who, who handles all of our football marketing, she's our assistant AD for, for marketing. Um, she's phenomenal. And, you know, she, she comes from a background of, you know, she was at Illinois. She understands, you know, how some of these power fives need to operate. Um, and, and she's, she's really a student of what we do. And there are some changes that she wants to make. And sometimes we, we just can't pull them off. So we, we've collectively looked at this. Um, you'll see some changes pregame, what, what we call showtime. Once you hit the 20 minute mark, I call that showtime because then it's, you know, the commercials are done. Uh, you know, the, the things on the field, the warmups are done. Now it's our time to really welcome the team onto the field and welcome them in, into game mode. Uh, you know, that's when the band starts playing. You, you get the, the uh, parachuters dropping the game ball. Um, you'll see some changes in there. I don't, I don't, we're still working through exactly how that looks. Cause um, every, you know, as, as you go through a show and you look at this, like a produced show, things will change. So I can't commit to this will happen at that time, but we'll have some pregame changes. Um, you'll probably see a different look um, around where our team comes in. Um, so, so we're working on that. And then in game, it's just a matter of how do we engage the fans a little differently um, trying to identify areas where, you know, could we bring in a RF camera or radio frequency camera, you know, and, and do more in the stands, engage the second level, look at an in-game host, engage things like that, where we kind of have a little bit more of a flow with our fans, you know, getting up, interviewing them, doing more engaged contests. Uh, that's our goal. Um, supply chain has taken a little bit of a hit trying to get some of those camera types here. Um, so you might see it game two, game three, you might see it game one, depending on some of that stuff shows up, but, um, overall you'll, you'll see some of those changes. Again, we want to engage our fans a little bit more in game. I, I want to, you know, how we view and how 
we have to look at all of our venues. It's, it's a 360 degree theater um, from top to bottom as well. It's a vertical theater. So how are we engaging, and hopefully fans in basketball will like this, how are we engaging more on the second level? You know, how, how are, you know, what type of support are we putting up there? You know, so really looking at doing things a little bit more in stereo and, and advancing. Um, I say stereo and we talk about video boards. I, I forgot to mention, Dave, you know, sound, the sound, well, uh, you know, we, that's, we, you know, that's a hot, a hot button one. We get that one a lot. And, you know, as, as you work with audio techs and you're trying to figure it out, you, you have a one-sided speaker. Um, you, it's, it, it's not stereo. It's, you know, you don't have that other side. So uh, we actually do hear from, from folks who are sitting near the speaker that it's not loud enough. Um, so it's really, we try to balance it. Some people might've heard it last year, you know, we were trying to bring sound levels down because we got the feedback that it was too loud. And then I think from the same sections in our surveys, it was, you know, one person saying it was too loud, one person saying it was too, too soft. So, but there were some things that we, we would still do differently and change, you know, you'll, from, from my ear, it's, we, we got to understand when a PA announcer is talking turn down music. And so some things that we, we will change to help with clarity. Um, but again, that's another piece that, that is probably not a tomorrow fix. It, it takes a lot when, when you're talking about speakers and audio techs and everything else. We are working with CCM a lot more to, to help with a lot of the theatrics and the sound and some of that. So there's a great partnership there that we're proud of. Uh, no stone unturned for me. And if, if there's stones I don't know about, I, I want to hear about. Them. So obviously moving to the big 12 changes a lot of things for all elements of the program outside of just having a bigger budget. What is the, what does the change for you and your team look like as far as, does it just mean the things that we can do that that bucket is bigger or you know, how are you viewing the change in the come? you know, as you formulate your three-year plan, I won't even say five-year, because, I mean, like, that's kind of pointless in college sports right now to look that far ahead. Um, but, like, does that – does it mean anything to you other than the money element of it? Um, I, I've taken the approach that I'm not going to see another dime to do what we need to do. Um, you know, we, we might get investments, but I don't want to count investments – that could happen against what we have right now. So I feel like we're operating um, pretty well in, in what we have right now. And it's just some of those little investments that will go a long way uh, over time. Over the past year, we've invested. Uh, and I think the biggest investment we made were, was in our people, our staff. Um, so if you're, if you're gonna give me any more money to invest, it's gonna be in more, more staff, more, more skilled people who could specialize in some more things. Um, you know, People like Eichel, who just do a tremendous job, need need more people to to handle video cameras and, and produce content, and, um, you know, engage engage sponsors, corporate sponsors, and things like that. So that, uh, you know, those are the things I, I would continue to to bring in and uh, take a look at. But you know, Cincinnati, right? It's it's grind and grit. So I I wouldn't want to count. The fact that oh I might have another million dollars to spend on X I I'm moving ahead like I have the same budget to accomplish what I need which means we need to be very effective with that budget and, and really be meticulous about the prioritizing how we 
how we implement it. Um, now, if, if John Cunningham and the university comes to me tomorrow and says like, hey, we have $5 million for you, Anthony, over the next five years. Okay, then we're prioritizing. What are those things like, like from what we're hearing in our fan surveys? So I, I'm not saying we're gonna blow out count courses 30 more feet. I don't, I don't know if that's the best spend compared to, you know, having a sound tech on site you know, getting that sound system working correctly uh, in a way that, you know, I can now tell what sections are getting hit with what decibel levels. Um, you know, th there's a lot, but the, the investments will go along only so far, I would say. Um, you know, we, we still have pieces of this like NIL, um, you know, and, and how that operates alongside of us. We, we're still building facilities, upgrading facilities. Um, you know, so I think those investments are still still happening, uh, regardless of what league we're in. It's nice we're going to the Big 12. I know we have to get day one ready. It's highly important. Um, and fans should should be donating as much as they can. So when we play Kansas in basketball the first time, uh, we, we feel like we are ready to play them. Um, but there, there's just a lot of those things. Dave, is that a, a I'm, I danced around your question. I'm sorry. But no, you, what I'm you, saying is like, we're, we're still, we're still going to grind it out. We're still right. going to have I mean, that you're, mentality. You're not like, spending money that you, you know, you're not allocating money to things that you might not have the money for. You're kind of, you know, if it comes, it comes. And we have a list that we would, we use it for, but we can't just assume that the influx of cash to the department is coming to you. So I'm yeah, like, we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to have three alternate courts for men's and women's basketball. I'll tell you that. So like, you know, that's, we're, we're going to continue to do what we have to do and really focus on the experience. So if that means some, some changes um, in, in some sports where, you know, it engages the fans a little differently, then uh, it might be more Wi-Fi. It might be more things like that, that we actually incorporate that would make their experience, you know, spending three, four five, six hours on campus with us that much better. Obviously the focus right now, football um, and men's, you know, well, men's basketball right around the corner, Moving to the Big 12, though, they're, they're strong in a lot of sports. So how do we – what is your team and how do you guys look at increasing the entertainment value and the fan awareness and, and, and just butts in seats for baseball, women's basketball, ball, you know, whatever that might be? Like, is that is that a part of the strategy too moving forward? Absolutely. It was part of the strategy last year too. Um, you know, focus on attendance, focus on how do we drive more people to the volleyballs and baseballs. You saw it with baseball. Attendance was an all time high. Um, I think that there was probably a few things that happened to help us get there. Um, but I, you, you look at a volleyball, you look at a woman's basketball, you know, I really key in on my staff and say, OK, whoever's running baseball, volleyball, women's basketball, let's challenge ourselves. Does women's basketball have to look like men's basketball? Could the court setup be different? Could we push bleachers in? Could we have more of a family zone? And it's like, okay, well, I don't know. And it's like, okay, let's think about that. Let's ask those questions. Let's let's engage in a different way that doesn't cost us any money. What costs us money is setting up a data warehouse and ensuring that all that information flow, you know, camper lists, uh, people that do enter to wins for women's basketball tickets are, are you know, some of those pieces need to be engaged in a different way. So, you know, how are we working our text messaging service that we're going to implement? How are we going to do things that really engage those segmented lists to grow 
to grow the fan base. You when you're looking at a women's basketball program, you know, how, how are we engaging fans that don't know about us? Are, are we are we on the radio? Are we are we streaming? Are we doing things maybe differently than before that are I, I wouldn't say necessarily easy to implement, but if we spent some time on them, it, it changes the outlook of the program and how we how we try to gain attendance. Um, so we are focusing on on that type of I, I would say campaign style for each sport. When you come to a women's soccer game and there's a QR code to go to and enter to win, well, yeah, you're not paying money to go to the women's soccer game. But if we could collect your data, and know that you're at that women's soccer game, you know, we want to reach out. Our marketing team will reach out and, and ensure that you know all the games coming up. We we try to understand what what the demographics are of, of someone coming out to that game. You know, do, do you have kids? You have kids under 18. Every single kid under seven years old plays soccer. So you know, how do we how do we really engage that? Um, and that's we got to work a little smarter. So those those are the other pieces of our investment that that we had you know, in, in, in terms of a data warehouse. Bria McLaurin is an absolute genius. Uh, we, we had elevated her to associate AD for ticketing. Uh, she she will take this and run with it. I mean, she has her degree in um, data, you know, data analytics and business. So it, I trust her with that. And w- along with Sabrina and her team, combining those two, and you, you you both know Ben. He's he's a wizard. I mean, that's he knows what he's doing. He's a, he piece it all together there, and it's just you, we have a really strong strong external unit that really integrate well with each other and play off each other's skill sets. So that's how we're going to do it. That's how we're going to focus and, and try to grow each sport individually. I, and since you mentioned basketball, mm-hmm. I do have a couple I, I basketball do that. questions. Like, well, basketball, there you go. Sure. I do have a couple basketball things I wanted to, to, to discuss. I think okay. you know one of them. Um, we can't name the court, the Chad Brindell court, but okay. I mean, we can. If I had the money, yeah. you can name it anything that I want yeah. you to name it. I mean, yeah. I'll give you one dollar more than he's going to give you. <laughs> this is, uh, I feel uh, like I'm at dueling pianos. I'm, you know, okay. First one. And I, yeah. I was talking, I was speaking with uh, someone at, at practice today at Camp Higher Ground. And they, uh, they wanted me to afford you the opportunity to discuss travel and those opportunities to Maui coming yeah. up this November. Absolutely. We, See, uh, you like how we, I, threw, I threw the lob up there? You. Now you get to dunk it home. Thank you. We, uh, we're chartering to Maui on uh, November 19th, so that's Saturday. You're going in September. That's a, that's yeah, a no, I, 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 trip September, Hawaii. Saturday, same difference. Right? <laughs> um He's on so the, lead, the lead scout team. He's got to check out all the, all the hotels, all the yeah. beaches, make sure they got the right yeah. ones. But you get to stay through November 24th. So this is like a two-month trip. No, uh, You're going to go out November 19th, come back that Friday morning. We land back in uh, Cincinnati that Friday morning. And we still have some limited spots on our charter. We, we'd love for fans to join us. $2,500. Um, so... You know, if you if you don't like airports overall and you want to jump on our charter and not deal with the whole TSA thing and Thanksgiving travel, um, we encourage fans to come out. Twenty five hundred bucks. They have great packages for the hotel rooms out that way. But to be on our plane, be with our team, be around uh, our travel party and see how we we travel. 
uh, we we welcome anyone to to sign up. You call our ticket office. They, I think there's maybe 15 spots left. So I, I would say that's um, between now and maybe it is September. Uh, those, those might be gone. Uh, but well, we're, I mean, we're encouraged. Sell, it's fun. Yeah, if they sell, it's because that's of you. a direct um, <laughs> representation of of talking about it on this podcast. So there's only 14 spots left because then I'm going to need one. Oh yeah, as well, advertiser. Right? You know, if they call, if they call and say, "Hey, Chad told me to call," well, we could we could see how many people you get up to and see if you earned your. We're in charge. Let's go. Yeah. We're in charge. Let's go. I mean, charge them more. <laughs> no, but then then they might say, "I don't want to be sat on the plane next to Chad." I I don't oh. know, or you know, we'll figure that out. We'll, I'm a delighted we'll work person. Through that. I might be a pain in the ass on Twitter. But I'm delighted to be around him. I'll sit next to you. I mean, we could talk sports all day. Love to go on a seven-hour plane ride next to you. (laughs) There is a layover. Don't get me wrong. There is a layover in Oakland to refuel. But that's, you know, it's a quick layover. We're we're not pulling into the terminal. We're we're up and down. What if we get two spots and then you have to sit next to me, Dave? You can handle Uh, that, right? Oh, yeah. They have, they have drink carts on the airplane. <laughs> it's a charter. You can do whatever you want. That's right. That's right. A lot of Gatorade. A lot yeah. of Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> the, other, the other thing is, and, and this is a big one on our basketball board, and it's something a lot of people want to talk about, um, uh, the reseeding process okay. is, is happening. They want to they, – they, do they want to, answers. I, I, I signed an NDA. Does Anthony, do you want to break the news? No, um, we're still uh, we're still looking through everything. I know there's some anxiety around this. I, I get that's it. that's kind uh, of what I want to get to. Is there's a lot of people that are very jumpy about this process because everybody thinks when they hear reseeding, I'm going to lose my seat. You guys are cognizant of that, like right? Like what what is the thought process in this? as it plays out. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like hey, we're we're going to do this receding and this is how we're this is how we're going to do it exactly. I think it was important that we we've taken a long time to listen and formulate and understand. Some of it when were we going to the Big 12? That really played played into where we yeah. went with this. Um, you know, as as I talk about people like Bria and and how we look at the data, you know, there there are some things we needed to do. Um, our Team seats are not behind our team bench, for for an example. Um, that's important to players. That's important to coaches. That if everywhere else they go, team seats are behind the team bench. So as you you kind of look at how we we need to manipulate a, a manifest. Um, you know, as you look at the contracts with the Big Twelve and what the Big Twelve requires. The Big Twelve requires more seats behind our, t- our our visiting team bench than uh what was previously stated in, in our in our aac conference so i i think as we we look through that we have to make really tough decisions but the right decisions to get get us to where we need to go we we want our team's families and friends sitting behind our bench we you know they they are the ones on the court putting in all the work and, and wearing that CPAW on their chest. So those are the things that, that really we're, we're still looking at and trying to understand um, and how it plays out. So look, I, I'll 
I'll tell you, we, we have to look at things like the champions club, you know, why, why do we have full service food up in football, the gravity club now, why don't we have that same thing over in basketball? So some of the, a lot of the feedback said we, we would actually prefer if champions club was all inclusive for, for food and beverage outside of the cash bar. We're looking at that. What we don't want to do is put something out and then, you know, waterfall and cascade more of that messaging like, oh, well, here's what we're going to do in the Champions Club now. Here's what we're going to do with pricing. Uh, we want to be we, we want the full package out and ready to go. So, you know, as we as we work through this, we're, we're still going through a lot of the, the manifest, the manipulation of um, projected pricing price maps. It, it's not. It's not as, I would say, cut and dry. It really does take a lot of thought and a lot of man and woman hours to to put this packaging together. So it is, you know, frequently asked questions, things like that that we work through. So I would I would say be be a be patient. I know there's a lot of anxiety. Um, everything will work through. You know, as we work through this priority points and we're not telling you to donate right now, we'll let you know when when to work through your donations. But ultimately, um, I understand there's anxiety and we just really want this to be airtight, buttoned up and um, to a point where we feel we won't get a lot of questions that we didn't think of. Um, but we're, we're still evaluating everything. And BCJ members move to the front of the line. <laughs> we'll, tell you when to, we'll, we'll tell you when to donate. Look, it, it is important. Look, it, it, is, it is extremely important. We talk about being day one ready. We, we, we really talk about the, the investments that need to be made um, to compete. And we, oh, yeah, we're going to have Kansas here. Yeah, we're going to have Kansas here. We're going to have Baylor here. Um, you know, teams that have won national championships re recently that, that we need to compete against. So – um, you know, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to shy away from saying, Hey, we, we do need people to engage with us on this day one ready campaign, $20 a month, $50 a month, whatever people could put in. I think it's important. It only helps your standing and priority points for, you know, season ticket upgrades, football, bowl games, NCAA championships. There, there's a lot of reasons to do it. So I just, I, I know there's anxiety, just, I, I would say we're, we want to get this right. We don't want to roll something out that um, doesn't make sense for our fans and they're not going to like it, but that's why we've been doing a lot of listening and trying to understand the needs of our fans, especially, you know, lower level uh, folks and also second level and because there are commute, there are ticket communities that they want to protect. We're trying to say, can we do that? Can we not do that? How would we do it? Okay, here's how we would do it. Does it make sense? I don't know. It kind of goes against what we're trying to do. So there's all those questions that we we're trying to play out. There's all those categories of I, I don't you know of, of ticket types as well. If you're a courtside member, if you're a Champions Club member, if you're an Arena Club member, there's a lot going on that that really there's a lot of thought being put into this, and we have to get it right. Well, great answer. Yeah, because I, I I think that's that's what people they want to be reassured that it's not just being done willy nilly without 
everything being considered and, and all of the, 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 the points from every side of why to do this, how to do it, how to uh, respect people that have been in their seats for a long time. It, it, I think people, as long as people know all of that is going into consideration and it's not just being done like, oh, going to the Big 12, everybody's screwed. Like, I think that's what they want to, you know, that's what they want to know is coming from inside the athletic department. That's, to me, that's the important part. And when you're at this part of the process, like you're not to the finish line, you're what, maybe halfway through the race when it comes to this? A little more than halfway. I mean, we've been working, look, we've been working on it for a year. It is a weekly, it's, it's a weekly engagement for me and my team. Um, I, I will tell you, if I showed you the spreadsheets I had um, and have, and we've been working on them, it, it is, they're intricate, there are many tabs, there's a lot of formulas there. I mean, there, there is a science and an art to ensuring that we are protecting what we need to protect, but also um, taking, taking in all the fans' thoughts and, and everything that we've heard. Again, there's a lot of communities. They want to sit next to their how, – how can you assure me that I'm going to sit next to my 12 friends who are in five different accounts? But I, I, get, I get it. I get it. I, I probably can assure you that. But the question, again, we asked ourselves is how could we assure it? You know, in, in what way could we? Or in what ways could we say, hey, look, in no scenario could we ensure that? So that – um we're trying really hard to look at those, those questions with answers. Cause I'm not a no guy. I'm a, a okay. How, how would we, how could we um, get, get these things done? And if the answer at the end of that is, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a tough no, then understandably, you know, we have to explain that too. We, we have to explain every reason and rationale for which direction we took and why. And that is a tough thing. Like I, I think you went through something similar, Dave, with, your family did when there was kind of a reseeding in the, the, the new arena, like you get, it's tough because you do get accustomed to, you do get used to the people you sit with, especially if you've had the same people in your little section, you might not have known them when it happened, but 10 years down the road, like you enjoy sitting with those people like that. That's a, a difficult part, right? Because that, it's one of those things that you have to work through. That's why they're, uh, what I'm saying there is that might be why there's somebody that wants to sit next to people with five different accounts is because it's intertwined and they've made friends with these people that have, they've been sitting next to. It's hard. It's hard. You ever been to Lubbock? It's, it's, I don't know. If, I don't know if they have the season on the Bob joke, but you know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm Bob, Bob not in on it. Bob, Bob Huggins was asked about UC going into the Big 12. Okay. And uh, he went into this long thing about uh, how hard it is to go to Lubbock and play a nine o'clock game on a Thursday. And, you know, you get home at three o'clock and kids kids have to go to school in the morning. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. You ever been to Lubbock? <laughs> I, Probably not. Similar. No, I'll tell you, it's hard. It's hard at first 7 p.m. game at home. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we we definitely appreciate you coming on with us, answering all of our questions, helping get some info out to the fans. You obviously have a standing uh, invite to the Simone family tailgate on top of Campus Green, uh, Section 122. You're more than welcome to come down 
uh, during the game, you know, during football games. So, you know, we, every year I look forward to this helps get out some, uh, you know, some, some good info to our fans and then kind of go a little bit deeper than just what they can read, you know, on the website. So thank you again for uh, coming on with us. Oh, thanks for having me. It's, it's always fun. Um, if this is like an SNL thing, if I hit like five guest uh, appearances, do I get something too? Uh, we want you're at two. You're at two like right a coat? now. Do I get a jacket? I think this is three. Isn't this, this three? Is three. Is Man, three? Oh, three. This is three. Um, Bearcat Man. Journal Apparel. <laughs> I get you. I, I get you. That. Yeah. See, look, it's great. It's one of these I'm, hats. I'm. You know, I don't know how many. If you had a guest get on five times and. They'll feel slighted, but uh, no, Luke, I, I Fickle, Fickle's been on a bunch. I don't think Wes has been around enough. I don't, I wouldn't I wouldn't count Luke. I mean that's that's like an automatic once a year thing. So or even twice a year sometimes. I mean, did, my point is I want to come back. Anthony, have you have you heard what happened this morning? I took my. Uh, Took my daughter to school and my son to walk the mall because I was on daddy duty all day. That's all I know. That's what I heard. So I was on Big 12 radio this morning on ESPNU nice. and Sirius XM. And uh, as I'm at higher ground, getting re- like practice, everybody's walking into the facility to go out to practice. And as I'm doing the interview, Luke, I see Luke in my rearview mirror. I'm like, come here. So he comes over and he leans in my car window and he's, what do you want? And I'm like, on, I'm on Big 12 radio. And he didn't believe me at first. And the guys are like, hi, Luke. And he's like, hey, guys, how you doing? And he's like, what, what, what are you talking about? And I said, well, they asked me what the secret to Cincinnati's success was. And I told him it was Brady. <laughs> he started cracking up. He's like, you're right. It is Brady. And he walked away. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. He, he probably didn't believe you because there's a lot of pranks going on out there, as you, you true, see. So, I mean, true. like, there, there are a lot of pranks. It's kind of fun to watch those. but It is. Uh, but it, it was uh, – the, the guys on Big 12 radio were like, I don't think we've ever – I think we've ever had that before where a guest, uh, like, started doing his own show with the head coach while he was on the <laughs> air with us. And I was like, it's Bearcat Journal. Like, it, it, you never know what's going to happen here. that is great well no i I appreciate it be more than happy to join again friday night you know if i um if i could get out you know we'll call it a date night or something we'll yeah we'll get down there Um, have you are you a holy grail guy have you been down there yet if i answer this if i answer this i mean you're you're you've got young children like you're not down at the banks all the time i know um i have not been so (laughs) they got good food they've got Good drink selection, and it's a it's a really cool atmosphere down there. The Reds are out of town, so you're not going to have to worry <laughs> about the three or four hundred. Can I make the joke first, Dave? You're not going to have to worry about the three or four hundred Red fan Reds fans uh, mulling around, but uh, it, it should be a pretty good time if you can make it down. Yeah, no, appreciate the invite, um, and I'll always end like I yeah because it feels like I'm getting kicked off here. Um, you can stay, however. No, long I'm kidding. You'd no, like. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, if anyone ever needs anything, has thoughts, reach out. We're here. Even if it's after game one, you don't want to fill out the survey. You should. Um, and my email, email's on the website. Send away. Um, happy, happy to respond as quickly as possible. 
and try to figure out solutions. So um, that's the name of the game. We're here for both our media friends and our fans. Um, so just that that's it. That's, uh, that's why we're here. So we appreciate it. And um, maybe we'll see you next Friday night. We will uh, we will look forward to it. Dave will be uh, Dave will be in Michigan, and uh, our realignment expert Dan Simon is uh, is going to be going to a realignment uh, expo. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Dan Simon or not. Do you have, any, uh, do you have any realignment nuggets you want to drop before you? <laughs> I think we're going to the Big Twelve. That's, oh, hey. uh, yeah, that's Breaking. that's a good one. Um, yeah, we. Uh, we just got to focus on where we're going. Um, right. 2023 is going to be a great year, fun year, challenging year. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll let everybody else figure the rest of that out. We'll, we'll just do what we need to do and um, focus on making Nipper fifth third. Awesome. Um, great place to get our, you know, big 12 feet underneath us and get a lot of wins. Appreciate you, man. We will, uh, if I don't see you Friday, I will, we will definitely cross paths soon. Uh, either way. Absolutely. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Anthony. All right. Have a great night. You too. All right. Bye. There you go, Dave. That's always that's always your uh your your fastball at this time of year. Hey, I think it's important. It yes. They've done a, a great job of being accessible. Um and I think fans appreciate getting a little bit more yeah, what, what you want to call it detail behind the scenes into the thought process of of how things are are being looked at, how things are being studied. I mean, things aren't just yes or no. I mean, they are really diving in and trying their best to make changes and enhancements and and th- things along those lines. Whether it's to the whole you know fan experience, the game day experience the in-game experience just the whole bit of it is is definitely something that they have been super uh you know cognizant of and receptive to and anthony is serious like i mean you email him he's gonna email you back this is not like a situation where it goes to some secretary or a administrative assistant and they're only picking out the very specific emails that you know and then passing them on so uh always enjoy him joining us thank you derek for the donation i'm gonna i'm gonna let you handle that i've, I've gotta go tinkle so can let, you let's please take five five positive things about actually oh but i i, I do want to say one thing Yes. Did you see the um there was something that was out uh yesterday I think that was like listing like uh, players like impact players or whatever and uh impact transfers or something. Okay. And they listed a guy from uh Orlando Tech and they they labeled them Central Florida Community College. No Central way. Florida like, CC. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and UCF Twitter was oh, well, big man. And and I think the affront C- I mean, Central Florida Community College might be better than Orlando Technical. CFCC. Institute. Yeah, CFCC. I think that might be better than Orlando Tech. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, Derek five nice wants, things about them. Derek wants to say five positive things about UCF. 
very grateful for us making the CFP Sydney to show some love. Okay, five positive things. Uh, for the most part, I like their uniforms. I like their colors and, and their their designs. Uh, that's one. Uh, two, I mean, it's in Orlando. I've heard that's a nice area. Uh, that's that's two. Three, their stadium hasn't collapsed yet, so I think that's a positive. Uh, four, they have a great uh, sponsor on their football field. Is it still roof.com or, or some roofing website? So that's four. And five, the weather is typically nice uh, when you visit the campus. So there's there's five. I hope I hope that I hope those were good. Uh, but again, thank you, Derek, for the donation. And I guess I will literally answer any question you pose as long as there's a dollar sign behind it. Dave, uh, Dave, I have some some breaking news that came from uh, Cincinnati Football's Twitter account. Okay, what's that? Um, they 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 had a tweet that I would be playing right now, except uh, there was a song that would have gotten us hit for. Um, copyright <laughs> but okay they they said there's training camp and then there's camp higher ground featuring the show i, I see that at ryan royer and let me just tell so, you so listen, brady collins bought a, a wrestling ring listening to it was amazing like brady collins bought a wrestling ring i and see it the is wrestling ring at higher ground tonight he told me this today and i, I promised i wouldn't mention it until the tweet went out. It's a very, it's a very small wrestling ring, but a wrestling yes. ring nonetheless. You you may need to turn it down though to make yeah, sure turn that, the song, that the song doesn't get us clipped. You can't hear this. You can't hear it. Okay, because I heard it when I was listening to it here. Is, and it, I'm like, is it pump? Is it pump it up? No, it oh, is. Okay. Um, let the bodies hit the floor. Oh, okay. Which um, may be the best entrance music possible for Ryan Royer, actually. I'm so excited that he's going to be with us every. I tweeted night. as much as I retweeted the video. I basically said I am looking forward to spending every Monday night with this crazy person who I also admire tremendously. I I actually the good news, Aaron. You don't know this yet. I double I doubled back. Good yesterday, and confirmed with Royer uh, that he will be there every Monday night at eight o'clock during the season. Nice. And also That's confirmed cool. that he will be uh, at the Holy Grail. So does that mean Brent's, Brent's out? <laughs> we might not talk, Aaron. I mean. We might not talk. Is that different than any other Monday? <laughs> I usually manage to get a couple words in, and you just sit and look incredulous at the bottom of the screen. I, I'm, I'm here for the comedic relief. That's That's really it. But, but I, uh, I just wanted to hop in as Chad was away, and I, I found oh, a good a good. Oh, I saw it, and I was like, "What? You, you look at it, and you can't really tell what's going on." Well, that's what's just, going on. Just and looking at the tweet because I wasn't playing it. We were, you know, talking to Anthony and everything. So, but uh, yeah, so looking forward I'm, to viewing it. Um, since we're talking about, I want to bring this up real quick. We're talking about music, and we mentioned pump it up, and I have. I've been stewing on this, and this is and this is Dave's hot take of the day. I mentioned this to Chad and Brent at the scrimmage. I want to get Aaron's input on this as well. Aaron, come here. You haven't heard this yet. Okay. As much as everybody knows that I have been 
at the front of the line for Pump It Up, I think it should be retired. Because think, everybody stole it? No, it has nothing to do with that. I think it was the perfect song for the perfect season, and it just doesn't hit the same way now as it did when it was when it became part of the program and then during the season. And I think it needs to be remembered as the 2021 Bearcat football anthem. And it's a new song should be brought into the fold for the 2022 Bearcats. Agree, disagree. I mean, I guess I don't hate it. Here's why I don't hate it. If Aaron, go ahead. He asked you first, go ahead. I mean, I, I guess the only thing I was going to say is if you're ready to retire it, you have to have something in the chamber ready to go. That, that's on them. They they figured out Pump It Up. I mean, I don't have an issue with other people play. It's a song. Like, people can play whatever song they want to play. If we happen to be the first one to play it, then that's that's honorable and, you know, distinguished for the Bearcats. Um, but, like you, like, you don't think that, like, as a Mets fan – that everybody is all of a sudden going to start playing narco by blaster jackson timmy trumpet like the whole thing with their closer has just blown up you know we're going to hear that all over you know football stadiums and stuff this fall so like who whoever uses it is not a big deal to me i just think that to us it is Aaron got very mad about this recently it, it is. is it is very much a uc 2021 thing and I don't think it should be a UC 2022 thing. Again, it, it needs to be something that is no one else is doing. Like, I, I hate these teams that just have no creativity and have to just take what everybody else is doing because it's hip, fun, and trendy. Like, get out of here. Like, just find your own stuff. That's what I think. But if, if you – Or like pay said, homage to geniuses. Like I said, if you did <laughs> – uh, But like if you Ryan did – <laughs> if you did want to bring something new, you you have to have one in the chamber ready to go, something that nobody else is doing, and that's that's my well, that's that's what Brady Collins is for. I think there are I think there are two <clears throat> polar opposite but equally compelling arguments here. One, I agree, kind of with where Dave is thinking that that is a twenty twenty one Bearcats. Uh, staple and that continuing to carry it on is carrying that team on on the back of like you know everybody's going to think of 2021 when pump it up comes on right yes I also see the argument that this has the chance to become Cincinnati's thing they started it Everybody else copied it, but it originated in Cincinnati. It caught on in Cincinnati, and it is a Cincinnati's thing. Pump it up. So I I think there are two – there are definitely two sides to it that I see. I think I agree with I would would probably put it down. And maybe it's something in three, four years – that you go back to as like uh you know honoring honoring UC traditions. Well, I, I just thought of something. Okay. I made such a good point, you thought of something. Yes. <laughs> what if instead of like using it at the same level 
that you use it. What if it became like the third quarter, fourth quarter song? I agree with that. I don't want to. I don't want to use it as the the kickoff song anymore. I would much rather replace um, the shout, shout, shout with with pump it up. If it means getting rid of shout, I'm all for all uh, of this. See, I I'm I love shout. I'm you know that's because you're 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 an old soul. I am. Brady already has a song, Jeff, in the, in the chamber. Yeah, I, I, mean, I won't give that away. It's, it's not for me or anyone else to pick. I mean, this is what they do. Like the players or the strength staff or whoever. Like they know the it's for the players. So it's like the pulse of the players. So like the song would come. Aaron. From them, and if we either as fans catch on and like it, or we or we don't. But it doesn't really matter to me what the exact song is. I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm, you know, my kid loves it, so we put it on in the car, and it's fun. But like last year, it was we would listen to it nonstop because it's like you're six and zero, oh, and it's Thursday, and you're like, God, why isn't Saturday here yet? So you put that on, and it's just like makes you happy, and you dance around for two and a half minutes or whatever. And then, you know, it's like a buildup every week as they kept winning and winning, and it, you know, became such a thing and louder and louder at the games. And and now it just like it's just part of last year to me. Yeah, so, I, I I would prefer it as a end of third into fourth quarter staple that is like. Okay, we started this. We created this. Like, let's let it live in perpetuity at there, and then you find a new kickoff like theme song for the team. I'm, Jeff, I'm Jeff, with Jeff. It, Bar mitzvahs and weddings for sure. Leave leave shout there. Jeff, can you join us for a minute? If Aaron sends you an <laughs> I'll, invite, I'll shoot him a, a link if he's available. I don't know if you're available or not, so I don't want to like put you on the spot. If not, not a big deal. But I, I'd love for you to join you for join us for a minute because I want to I want to talk some shop here uh, at this point of the podcast. We still got a lot more to get to. Um, this is probably going to be a fairly long one because we we haven't guessed. Okay, uh, uh, we, we I want to talk shop a little bit. We we're, we're making some moves here at Bearcat Journal. And, and we got I, okay, some... so when we were at the last fan council, they were talking about. I can talk about this because it's not anything like um, secrets or anything. We were talking about like revenue streams and like if we did locker room tours or get to go on the field pregame, like would you pay for that? Would you, how much would you pay? Like things like that, experiential type shit. And I said, what if you could pet, like they had a touch tones. And you could pay to pick songs that got played during the game. or pick That would defeat hiring a DJ. Well, if they made like thousands of dollars off of me after drinking 12 beers, and I'm like, I just want to pick all the music for today's game, <laughs> I think it would be worth it. Or you let the players, I said, what about if you gave the, let the players pick the playlist and each like position group got a quarter or something and they picked all the music. For, the, for that quarter. Or you just ra- you just raffled off someone got to be the DJ for the game. I feel like that would be fun. You know someone would pay a lot of money to be able to do that. Yeah, but you'd also end up with somebody that you don't want in any type of capacity in charge. Maybe of- you have some maybe you have some guardrails. <laughs> 
I just want to have 15 beers and play my music the whole time. I feel like some of these ideas you've had while drinking 15 beers. Maybe. Um, Jeff's here, though, by the way. Hey, guys. What's up? Shout down. Immediately. (laughs) Shout it down. Shout it down. I'm over shout. I I, I don't love. Shout to me is is equally as corny. Is as Pitt doing hang on salute. All right, I will say this. I am I do enjoy it. I would have no problem if they went in a different direction. Uh, that said, Mike Warren's run at the last play of the third quarter against UCF going into shout is the loudest nipper stadium has ever been. Sounds about right. When I don't know. When, I think actually I think uh didn't didn't they say that uh, the Nippert Sound record was broken on the first touchdown play of last year. The Miami game? Yeah. Maybe, but man, all I know is when he had that run and then it went right into shout, like that's, to me, that was like the loudest. I, I mean, like I get that the, 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 the noise level for that, plus like the feeling of that Ooh. probably makes that moment obviously bigger than a touchdown yeah, pass I mean, against Miami. If you got Miami, rid of it, but, like, I don't think any. I don't think they're getting a bunch of emails like, "How could I'm giving away my season tickets because, <laughs> because you, you got a new fourth quarter song?" Yeah, probably not. I'm sure someone would. That would be that'd be funny. Well, somebody's going to complain about something no matter what you do. Well, of course, Marcus. Thank you for the donation. We we, we certainly appreciate it. Just like Anthony talking about how with the volume in the stadium, he gets competing emails about that it's not loud enough or it's too loud. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, we uh, we will get to uh, Jeff here in just a second, and we'll get to this topic soon as well. Uh, I do have it confirmed, uh, as we reported on the board earlier today, and uh, was promptly stolen uh, by a pretender wannabe uh, to Bearcat Journal. Um, come get some. Uh, freshman quarterback Luther Richardson has entered the transfer portal, officially confirmed uh, by Bearcat Journal again. I was told I wasn't allowed to get into a Twitter fight about it. So, fine. I'll just talk about it on the podcast. Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) Anyhow, Dave, Jeff, I'll let you two do this. Did that work? What do you want me to do? It's your show. I I don't have anything to do with this. This is you and Jeff. All right. So I'm providing... The, the airwaves. What was it? A, a, cu- a couple, was it like a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago? Yep. Threw out on the Twitter, you know, what are your thoughts about a, I don't even know if I said Sunday show at that point, but a kind of like a recap show where we talked about the game, we talked about college football, we talked, you know, We've got a lot of prominent Bearcats in the NFL now. Exactly. Are... That one came into the mention. So the the response was was through the roof. So I was not expecting expecting that. But, you know, I felt that there was an empty space in just a, a quick, immediate reaction to that Saturday or that whatever week's game. So we've, 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 Gone, you know, not gone back and forth, but had some time to, to discuss things and excited to announce that starting, what is that, September 4th, that the Sunday after the 
Arkansas game. Yep. Uh, Bearcat Brunch will be hitting the BCJ airwaves with myself and Jeff uh, manning the show. We're going to be talking almost exclusively Bearcats. You know, reaction to the game, college football. You know, we're not going to go conference by conference, but, you know, I watch a ton of it. So we'll hit on things that impact you see things that impact the national scene things that caught our attention um we will absolutely be looking forward and looking back at you know bearcat performances in the nfl now that there are going to be an even greater number that are you know impacting games uh also want to announce that we have a title sponsor Royal Links Golf Tours. Now you might say, well, what what is Royal Links Golf Tours? Well, one Royal Links Golf Tours is owned and operated by a former Bearcat, Jeff Bartholomew. Two, his co-owner is none other than former quarterback Hayden Moore. Jeff is his father-in-law. They put together, you know, exclusive golf trips to. Mainly the British Isles, Scotland, Ireland, and UK. Jeff has played every British Open course, which is 14. He's been over there over 20 times, played close to 200 rounds over there. I actually have a trip in the works with a buddy of mine to go over there. And just kind of this was going on before we even came up with this idea of uh a new podcast and I reached out to him and I was like, you know, obviously there's some connections. Would you be interested in sponsoring? They're going to do it. Awesome. Glad to have them on. We're going to, you know, there is a good chance when his schedule allows that we might have Hayden Moore as a guest on the Bearcat brunch podcast, maybe once a month, something along those lines. So, uh, you know, just want to, let everybody know what kind of a little bit of what to expect and excited to have Jeff uh, joining. So, you know, what are your thoughts, Jeff? No, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Chad brought it up, kind of, uh, kind of surprised me with it. Aaron was like, said he, uh, he already had a little uh, knowledge that, that Chad was going to come ask me, um, you know, to be, to be the, the second string pick behind your dad. I'm all right with that. <laughs> well, uh, you're, you would definitely be the first string pick. <laughs> to me over over him <laughs> well i like i'm just really excited about it i know that uh that chad has been wanting to to kind of get some more content out there and if people you know want to listen on on mondays and throughout the week for things that are coming up and then kind of jump in sunday morning if they're not hung over uh too much from uh, winning bearcat games to, to slide in and, and listen to what we have to say for an hour or so um it, it's gonna be excellent i'm, I'm really happy about about uh, joining this team here. Awesome, man. Yeah, uh, Darren asked, where can we find more info? I mean, we've got already people looking for golf trips. RoyalLinksGolfTours.com, very simple. We'll obviously have logos and ad reads, and, and we'll get uh, we'll have all that info similar to our other other shows um, once that once that gets rolling. But, yeah, there's a there's a kind of a inquiry form right on the website. Fill out what you're looking for. I mean, they have they have trips that are kind of already built, or you know, do what I did, and we kind of just like built our own and, and met with Jeff and Hayden to talk 
talk through kind of the details of it. So uh, looking at, in, a, in a couple of years and wild circumstance at higher ground or no, uh, yes, at higher ground last Tuesday, group of us were talking about the new podcast and the sponsorship and mentioned that I was going and Dan Horde goes, can I go? And I'm like, well, well, yeah, sure. He's like, when are you going? I'm like May of 2024. He's like, well, that actually works perfect for me. And he's That's like, awesome. I, he's like, I went 20 years ago and I've tr been trying to go back and trying to find guys to go. And I was like, yeah, I mean, here I pulled up my phone. I was like, here's our itinerary. And I'm like, we, it's only two of us right now. So yeah, if you want to go, let's go. And, you know, I'm not thinking anything of it. And, like, two hours later, I'm standing by myself on the other side of the field, and he comes up, and he's like, I can't stop thinking about this golf trip. Dude, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, Dan. That's you're a more double than, bucket list. I'm like, you're you're more than welcome to go, man. You got a year to figure it out. You know, you got to pay pay half a year in advance. But, but yeah, absolutely. We get some primo Bearcat Journal content you know when when we're out in scotland with none other than the voice of the bearcats i mean Let, let's can... not forget let's not forget the important part he also said can i bring someone yeah and then mentioned he didn't he didn't list a name but he said if he brought someone it would be someone like significant i, I didn't hear that part well he said it would be like it would be someone that like it, you know you would want on the trip basically like, like jim herman Oh, dude, that so I I uh I I work with Jim Herman's aunt, so okay. I love golf. I love I love golf. Like going over there would be like a bucket list kind of trip for me. And that guy's played over two hundred courses. Do you know what courses you're gonna play over there? Like, is that like uh, set in yes. stone yet? We have pretty much kind of routed the whole thing out. We're looking at obviously the old course. We're kind of going between St Andrews and East Lothian, which is like by Edinburgh. Um, and so obviously going to try to get out on the old course. Definitely that, uh, we're looking at, uh, West Berwick or West, West Barrick. I should say I pronounced that wrong. West Barrick, uh, Ely, um, Dumbarney, which I guess is a new course that was built during COVID and very close to St. Andrews rave, rave reviews. Jeff's played it already hayden's played it um where i mean we're, we're cramming a lot of golf like the buddy of mine that is going we are we're going and we're going to get our fill and we're gonna you know we're going over there probably one time we're gonna try to right. squeeze in as much as much as possible but um well hopefully uh london Heathrow gets like their uh the whole issue with oh my, losing everybody's the, bags yeah, ho hopefully the bag and... issue is not uh, a problem in two more years right yeah you might just need the what is it ship sticks or whatever that well uh, we talked that... about that with them and they're like yeah you can do that but it's like 700 dollars. oh yeah i guess the baggage fee is probably <laughs> significantly cheaper than that yeah so i guess you take your chances that your clubs clubs show up but um but yeah, I mean, it was a, uh, you know, I obviously I love golf. Um, and then to have two Bearcats, one being a, a former player, I mean, it, the partnership just made too much sense. And I'm super thrilled that they uh, are able to, to join us and help us out and super thrilled to have the show with you and 
to kind of just talk more football because that was kind of the, the point of this whole thing is, you know, right, wrong, and different. The Bengals, especially now, they're going to dominate the yep. airwaves, especially, you know, once the season, especially when the season starts. But there is a gaping hole of like legitimate post game type of in depth conversation. And, you know, it just doesn't carry as well when. I had, you know, when Chad and I do our thing on either a Wednesday or Thursday during the season, like there's just too much airtime in between. Like, what am mm-hmm. I going to go? What are we going to go back and talk about five days after the fact? So this is a know, preview. Gonna, sh- this is a preview show, right? We're going to, you know what I mean? And we're we're going to keep it. We're going to try to keep it very regimented so everybody knows exactly. You know, we haven't decided yet, like 9 to 10, 30, 9, 30 to 11, something like that. Not going to run into the Bengals pregame. You know, you're going to get it on all the same platforms and streams. But, you know, we want you guys to know, just like our other shows, like Sunday morning, this time, you can count on this show being Bearcat Brunch being on Twitter, on the website, and, you know, make it a spot to go to catch up on everything that happened around college football from the weekend before. And then we can throw a little Bengals preview in at the oh, end. We, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. It's not going to be the, you know, the, the meat main, and potatoes, the, the meat and potatoes, the, the main, the, all the main topics, segment ABC, however you want. Bengals are going to be dessert. Right. Yeah. Cheesecake, if you will. The cheesecake on the, the brunch. The cheesecake yeah. at the end of the brunch, the, the you know the the chocolate fountain, and I and I want everybody to know this to make a lot of people happy. I will not be involved. <laughs> we we are going to have content on this channel that I will not have anything to do with. I made that clear to Dave when he suggested it to me. I no, this is you. This is your baby. I'm not waking up at nine o'clock on a Saturday, Sunday morning to talk to you after working usually until like two three o'clock. Uh, getting content up on this website. Am I producing? Um, <laughs> Did you probably. see his face? Yeah, probably. Okay. Hey, hey, new dad. You got it. You got a three week. You're going to be up. You're you, gonna have be no ske- you have no I, schedule yeah, anymore. It's not like you're going to. I don't, be I don't sleep anymore. There's actually. no. There's no way you're even asleep at that these, time. These aren't shadows anymore. Like the, I know the lighting's <laughs> not great here, but these aren't shadows. These are actually bags. It's fine. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean. I, obviously, everybody that's listened to this for any period of time knows how much I love college football, love talking about it, um, and we just felt that the Bearcats deserved more more Double. attention yep. in in this type of space than they currently get, and hopefully, people like it and tune in, and it's a success, and you know. Well, uh, hopefully we have a fun and exciting season to talk about. I mean, I, I'm not sure how much fun it would have been to have this show, you know, 2017, 2016. <laughs> but uh, thankfully, we don't have to worry about that. Well, nobody was worried about a, a gap in coverage at that time. <laughs> so, well, and that's kind of like Aaron and I and Aaron and, and Dave and I have all talked about this. There are gaps in this market for Cincinnati coverage as Cincinnati gets ready to go to the Big 12. And if there are gaps, we want to fill them. We have the base. We have the attention. 
of people that care and give a shit about UC sports. And we want to give you every possible way to consume that. And it, it you know, it's, it, I always, and, and the brunch thing is really um, apropos here, Dave, because I look at what we're doing as like a menu. The menu includes articles on the website. The menu includes insider analysis on the message boards. The menu includes podcasts, pregame podcasts, postgame podcasts, recap podcasts. Live um, watch parties. Live watch parties. Former player podcasts. Former player podcasts. Like, if, it, if, if it's there to be done, and I appreciate you jumping in, Aaron, because you and I have really talked a lot about this over the past couple months, we want to fill that space. And I think that space on Sunday mornings is phenomenal. Hey! <laughs> hey! Who are we yelling at? Jeff's uh, kid. Jeff's kid. Oh. <laughs> She's like, in I the background there. Can you see her? I wasn't. I wasn't. I was looking at a different screen at the time. <laughs> so I was like, hey, what? <laughs> um, but I personally like it. I, I wanted Dave's dad. There's, that's no offense to you, Jeff. But Dave's dad <laughs> cracks me up. He is so funny. Yeah, he, everybody else thinks he's hilarious until you <laughs> none was a, taken. Until you put him on a podcast for an hour and he pisses you off. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as Dave's dad wasn't an option, I was like, you know what? I think Jeff, like, because Jeff and I, if you if you watch PTP, and you should, pardon the punctuation, Tuesday nights nine fifteen on the pardon the punctuation YouTube channel. I think Jeff and I have had some outstanding back and forth about UC athletics. Like that kind of, when we talk UC, like Aaron and I do it so much and Dave and I do it so much that to me, it was always refreshing to have Jeff and your perspective added as a perspective that we didn't have really on the network. So when, when this came up with Dave, I was like, I think you and Jeff would be awesome together because I think your personalities will play off each other really well. Um, I, I think the content will be excellent. So I'm really excited about this Sunday show. Uh, and I'm really excited to watch it Sunday afternoon at like three o'clock. <laughs> 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 Jeff, you got to do dad things. You can, you can, you can, you can go brother. All right. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, if everybody wants to follow me, look, that's my Twitter. That's him at Cincy fan 500, Jeff Howe. We will definitely we will we'll be we'll be promoting the shit out of it on Twitter as we uh, as we lead up to September third, and uh, you're more than welcome. The twenty sixth next Friday, Holy Grail, Jeff. If you want to stop down for the uh, the preseason happy hour, uh, it's early enough. If you have to, you can bring the family, you can bring the kids, uh, and hang out at Holy Grail for a little bit and uh, and just rub elbows with uh, with the the BCJ throng. That is going to be there in full force, right, guys? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Except you guys. And Aaron. Except me. All right. Thanks, man. I gotta get my last my last swings in before uh the uh football season starts. Cause I'm I'm yeah. not getting I, I, no, I I'm get not this, getting, it, I'm not getting much golfing with Saturdays and now having a show on Sunday. So well, this wasn't exactly something that was like planned months ago. It was just something like last week that right. I was like, you know what, we should do 
a little something and you had already had a, a trip planned. So, uh, but we also have uh, uh, more news. We have more news, Aaron and Dave. Oh, more? We have added uh, a new member to the team. Um, people were asking for more outlets, for a little more diversity, for a little more um, uh, expansion in the BCJ brand. And uh, as of tonight, I have started a TikTok for Bearcat Journal. You can find it on TikTok, uh, tiktok.com slash Bearcat Journal. That is officially started. And we have hired someone to run the TikTok. And her name is Reagan Yoakum. And uh, she used to have a brother that played baseball at Cincinnati. She interned at Cincinnati uh, while she was a student in the video department. She worked last year covering Alabama football. And uh, she is now back in the Queen City. You can find her at Reagan Yoakum, R-E-G-A-N-Y-O-A-K. I don't want to screw this up. R-E-G-A-N-Y-O-A-K-A-M. Reagan Yoakum. R-E-G-A-N-Y-O-A-K-A-M. Um, put a, a thing up, Aaron, down at the bottom. Yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> do do um, your job, Aaron. I suspect, I mean, he wasn't expecting that. I know. Um, Reagan, Reagan is, is, is very good at produced video, short form produced video content. And that is something we are not good at here. We are not good at short form anything. We missed it by like a decade. I'm too old yeah. for that. Right. We are long form. <laughs> here's here's my question. We started the nightcap day. We start we started the nightcap as like an eight to ten minute thing. Now it's like, yeah, if you go under 20, I'm impressed. 20 is like we're trying it's, to do 20. It's because of camp, man. Like there's so much to squeeze in daily on camp. Like yeah, yeah I mean, we're tr we're trying to expand, we're trying to you know get hip with it, if you will. Right. Well, like <laughs> Well, I, I mean, you could have gone with, with your marks getting younger and hipper. And hipper we, are, cooler. we are doing that as we go into the Big 12. We are getting younger and hipper. Um, Reagan, people... came out to, Reagan came out to camp today. We had a good vibe. I like the, you know, she was a little quiet at first. But then as the day got, got going, she started cracking some jokes. She showed a little sarcasm. I was like, all right, you're going to fit in great here. Like, you're going to, this is going to work. She said she... She grew up watching football. She did, she did three things is what she told me. And she's getting mad at me probably for saying this uh, without her here. We're going to have her on maybe on the BBP uh, either this week or, or on, on something coming up here soon. She, she did three things with her dad growing up. She watched baseball, she watched football, and she watched cooking shows. Like that's, that's how they connected. That's how they related. And I'm like, you're going to fit in great. Well, yeah, yeah you, you and I are good at two of those things. <laughs> um, so I'm really, really excited to have Reagan jump on board. Um, we're going to start clipping stuff from the podcast, putting that on the TikTok. Uh, I'm going to work on reviving the Instagram. And if not, we're going to start a new one um, that'll be dedicated strictly to the current Bearcat stuff. Uh, we're going to clip the podcast, put them on there, clip the nightcaps, put them on there. And then Reagan is going to have her own show uh, that that her, Aaron, and I are going to start developing here very soon. Uh, the TikTok name is Bearcat Journal. Just uh, TikTok.com slash Bearcat Journal. And uh, you'll be able to find it there. I started it tonight. Uh, we should be good to go on that. 
And I'm excited, man. Like there's a lot of stuff in this market that's not being done by any of the independent outlets. And if nobody else is going to do it, damn it, we're going to do it because there's money to be made. And I like making money and I like making you guys money. And I want to take this thing to the point where like, this is really the thing. A lot of these sites have three, four, five full-time employees that this is what they do. And we have talked about this for a long time, getting there. The membership base at Bearcat Journal has provided like that base for us to start pushing for that. Now, if we monetize YouTube and we monetize TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, now I can start paying everybody and get to the point where all of us are doing this full time. And for I know for me, that would be heaven. I think for you guys, that would also be uh, as good as it gets getting to do this like as your your full-time jobs every day. Yeah, yeah we we would need to negotiate a, a contract to <laughs> get my get my lawyer involved. Jesus Christ. Maybe I'll find somebody to replace Dave. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dave, if next season Dave's holding out at the start of camp, you guys know what has happened. I'm just I'm, letting I'm you not, know I'm, now. I wouldn't hold it. I'm hold in. <laughs> I do want to say, Darren, Darren asked a, a question that I think some people have had before, and I just want to get to. He's, he asked about a pregame show, you know, or, you know, something with experts. He's thrown around that term real loosely. Um, yeah. But it is, it is difficult for us on several levels. One, Chad goes into the game fairly early. For work purposes, yes. um, so it wouldn't be Brent, like a Brent and I as well. Brent, and, yeah, and Brent and Aaron. So it wouldn't be like a we wouldn't be leading up to the game. It would have to end a fairly decent amount of time prior to the game. And for me personally, I'm tailgating, and I don't have any interest in in doing <laughs> doing a show before the game because I'm drinking beer and taking Jello shots. Yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't fit, unfortunately, everything that we have going on. Like, uh, so uh, peel back the curtain. Recruits are allowed inside Nippert Stadium an hour and a half before kickoff. We need to be there for that. Like, we need to be kind of in the mix on what is going on down on the field an hour and a half before kickoff. The more stuff we do that pulls us away from that, the less we're able to do the way that we've always kind of done the job and build relationships. And like, if you want to know why the interviews that we do are often so good and, and we get more um, impact and more out of those conversations than most, it's because of the relationships we build throughout the process. I mean, I, I go back to how funny was it, Aaron, when, uh, when Troy Copain was like, no, I thought you were the feds. <laughs> that's maybe my favorite line in bcj history because oh, I, i'm man. sure that came from like he saw me hanging out with the coaches and then he saw me being around the players building that rapport with the players so that we could get the best content and he saw me as like a double agent 
You're going to tell Mick what I'm telling you. Right. Until he got to know me like later on and then everything was fine. Um, am I part of the show on Short Vine? Yes. I've committed to the first half hour of the show on Short Vine. That's a show that starts three hours before kickoff. Um, I've committed to the first half hour there. Um, and then I've got to I've got to get on and, and start doing the other stuff that we do. By get um, on, he means come to my tailgate. I, I'm gonna like I don't even know that I'm gonna have time <laughs> to stop by, Dave. I know. I wanna I wanna I wanna protect that sanctity because you know, we like Action Cookbook stop by the podcast. And and Tennessee Bearcats stop by the not the podcast, but the, the tailgate. Tennessee Bearcats stop by the, the, the tailgate. Like, we've made a lot of great relationships and met a lot of cool people. Tobler has a spot right next to you guys. Keith comes by the tailgate every every Saturday. Right. Like, there's there's a lot of things that are beneficial to the BCJ community from being able to stop by that tail your tailgate, even if it's a half hour, 45 minutes. Like, that stuff's important to what we do. And then getting in the stadium is important to what we do. So a pregame show just is is so hard. It's hard. It's hard <laughs> for for the direction of like what we've the way we've done things. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. And then I wanted to show everybody. I wanted to get your reaction, Dave. I don't think you've seen this yet. Uh. When does the Bearcat Journal OnlyFans page start? Uh, I've been trying to get Kelly into like selling some feet pics and you know <laughs> on that note. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't been very hip to the idea. Uh, I, you know. I, can't, I can't understand why not. <laughs> I know some of the Barstool girls have started doing it and they jumped up to like 800. Yeah, because there's a lot of just dis- just gross, disgusting men out there. Yeah, and I'm okay with taking their money. <laughs> I don't think we're getting the kind of money they're getting. <laughs> uh, love all the content additions. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks, Darren. Look, man, again, like, if you're going into a big-time league, there's a lot of things that happen in those big-time leagues. Like, they have every avenue, every base covered. Why can't we do that? Why not? Yeah. Um, all right. I do have to get up in the morning. So, um, what did you want to show me? Uh, I'm, my my inbox is not loading on uh, uh, my Gmail. Oh, okay. I, I'm ordering. Um, I've been worried about this background here, and I thought I was going to get one of the the lockers. Oh, okay. But I've been full and informed those two demo lockers that didn't go into the project uh, are going to be used for uh, like their recruiting pitch, the rec- like where the uh, pictures yes. are taken. Um, so I'm not going to get one of those. So I had to uh, to pivot, and I've pivoted to a neon sign. Oh, like a like a BCJ logo, like a, like a live nudes sign. No. From, it's, uh, it's, from Billy Madison or from uh, Big Daddy? It's it's this right here. Yes. It's this. But I'm going to put it right here above me or at least next to me. 
Um, and I was going to show you, I've been working with a, uh, with a neon light company. Ooh, finally, here we go. I've been working with a neon light company and I wanted to get your reaction to, uh, what they sent me as the, uh, the mock-up for what the, the neon sign would look like. What do you think? Oh, that's fire. I know. It looks pretty fucking sweet, doesn't but it? But are you going to have to, like, broadcast in dark so you can see it? Um, No, I'm wondering if I might have to, like, build out a frame for it. Yeah. That's the black background. But I think the red should show up pretty good behind me. Um, the white might be a little bit of an issue. So I might have to get a mount, like a, you know, a mount for it. It's like 20 inches by 20 inches. Yeah. So, uh, I might have to do some finagling once we get it here, but I think that in and of itself is pretty damn sweet. I don't think the guy that owns this house would be too happy with me painting this wall behind me black. Probably not. Um, but anyhow um fill it with black acrylic yeah that might cost a lot more than i want to spend um dave golf sponsor and talk should blend into uc golf team talk hey man you're you're preaching to the choir i've been wanting to have Look, coach, coach martin on for a long time Dave, you know i'm super tight with, with doug right like we can well, have doug him. on anytime we want in the summer get him on the damn show i mean we could get him on we could maybe get him to be so Jeff Jeff's gonna have some responsibilities where there will be occasionally he will not be able to be here. Maybe we have Doug co-host the show. So I just want to drop this in here. Uh Pete Thamel released an article two hours ago. Um, probably gonna be a topic that we discuss also on the uh on the nightcap, at least for a bit of it. Uh college football playoffs board discusses possibility, potential of restructuring how college football is governed, sources say. Basically oh, yeah. breaking also, football away from yeah. the NCAA and the CFP running it. Ending the current format of the playoffs sooner because they finally realized how much money they're leaving on the table by having a four-team playoff for another four damn years. <laughs> well, I, I just I, – I don't know. I, I, I thought maybe you might want to discuss this as it's breaking news rather than wait a week. But. Um. Dave, go ahead. Like, uh, or do we need do we do we need to have our realignment expert, or is this not like real? Uh, no, I don't think this is realignment based. I mean, this has okay. been a thing that's been. I mean, it was. It seemed like it was a very informal, very just like not random, but like discussion. I still, I'm still not convinced that the and there's going to be any breaking away because who then gets designated as the bad guy? Are there just no rules? So everybody, no one has to police anybody? Right. Because the NCAA is the perfect fall guy. Like, That's what I've always said. They like, minimally, it, like, you know, police the state, so to speak. You know, you know, the only people that ever get in trouble are the ones that actually talk to them. If you just say, like, we're not talking to you because former players and, and former coaches are under, they can't subpoena you. Like, they're under no laws or rules to talk to them and tell them anything that has gone on. So like who becomes that person if they break, if, I mean, I guess 
the NCAA has no bearing on the college football playoff anyway. So, like, who are you breaking away from in that regard? You're not breaking away from anybody. It's not like they have their governance or their bylaws are over the sport from a playoff standpoint the way it is for a basketball playoff. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I did not – I saw it. I didn't read it. I didn't have time today. So, I'm, I hope I'm not speaking things that are – untrue or have already been debunked or or whatever but um i would just need to get way more info on what that truly means like are you know are you making up all of your own rules when it comes to transfers nil uh you know recruiting windows like are you are you owning all of it and then if you are like who's in charge who is making sure that these schools adhere to these rules? Right. I, that's the thing I've always said about, like, why would you break away from the NCAA? They are the perfect foil. They are, like, it is exactly what you want, especially in football, where, again, the NCAA gets none of the money. None. Zero point zero dollars. All of the money goes to the conferences. All of the money goes to the schools. None of the money goes to the NCAA, at least in basketball and in baseball. They are NCAA-sanctioned tournaments. And the NCAA makes money off of those tournaments. That's how the NCAA survives. But when it comes to football, there is no point. It's the... This is why it's probably also why it's probably going to happen. It makes absolutely no sense to break away from the NCAA. None. None. Like, why do you want the responsibility of governing all of of that back channel, all of that behind the scenes shit that, like, who's signing up for that? Everybody has seen how Mark Emmert has been treated and. And talked about and how the NCAA is looked at is like, who wants that responsibility? Like, do you think some conference commissioner or some AD is going to sign up for that? To now be, well, in, to the, now be the in charge? there of, being Mark Emmert is terrible at the job. But is, it, is he terrible at the job or is the job set up for no matter who's in this position to be terrible at it? I mean, I think there are people that could be good at it. Like under the current constraints and and because what I could see happening, the reason that this is all happening is because they don't want to be governed under the same rules as like FCS, Division right. 2, Division 3. Like it should be its own sure. entity, but I think it should be its own entity under the NCAA umbrella, if that's even possible, if that even makes sense. Because, like, you talk about the divide between the SEC and the American, there's just as much of a divide between the American and other FBS conferences or FBS and FCS, and they're all governed under the same thing. Sure. The transfer windows are the same. The eligibility things are the same. Like, we look at it as like we're trying to compete for a national championship, but there are low-level FBS programs that are just taking hordes of SC- FCS transfers. 
Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, the bigger one to me is the whole idea that they they might actually finally realize that they need to change the playoff before 2026. Because well, yeah, that is something that can legitimately happen. And I've heard it mentioned more than a time or two over the last couple months. And now, obviously, Pete's talking about it and they're talking about it because, like, with the Big Ten going heavy with Fox, why would you just let a single entity own those rights for another four years? Like, come up with a new plan, break the the structure, and allow everybody to bid on it. Right. Like, you're just losing so much money by just being like, yeah, we're just going to do this four-team thing on ESPN for the next four years. And then we'll figure out uh, the format in 2026. Right. We'll just wait four years to have NBC or CBS or whoever. Fox. I mean, you don't think Fox wants a piece of the of the playoff? They just, they're spending how much money with the Big Ten? There's going to be a Big Ten team in the playoff. More times than not, like, you don't think they want, like, that's the thing is you don't see, like, ESPN does it, but, like, there is no mention of the playoff, no run-up to the playoff, no uh, advertising, no propaganda around the playoff on any of these other channels because they don't own any rights. Why would they talk about it? They're right. just they're just driving you to these other, this other channel. And I think Kevin Warren is a huge driver in this coming from the NFL where – everybody touches a little piece of the NFL playoffs. And so the NFL playoffs are being talked about on every channel all the time. Right. And so the the college football playoff and the conferences are missing out on what I think is a huge opportunity to have every channel talking about it. Because even if they could just get one first round game or two first round games, like they're going to spend dollars to promote it. Yep. That's what this all comes down to. Money, as always. For sure. And that that's why I don't that again, that goes back to why I don't. And I mean, unless they really want, like, unless the haves really have decided, not only do we want all the football money, but we also want the NCAA tournament money, and we're just gonna do our own thing and ruin the NCAA tournament. Well, that's that's the one Greg Sankey's talking about. Right. That's where and, and that's where you have to be concerned, right? Like if Greg Sankey's talking about it, guess who kind of is like the godfather of everything right now because he's kind of been in the job longer than the rest of these well, guys. And if Greg Sankey's talking about it, uh, he's doing he's doing this real. He's doing the talking for the Big Ten as well. Yeah, of course. Um, lastly, uh, and I, I just don't think we're going to get to higher ground today. No, um, we've we've gone. <laughs> Two two hours and they haven't talked any uh, football yet. Football any real yet. football yet? <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry about that. I, for everybody. The, for all the stick to sports people, I'm sorry about tonight. <laughs> there was a lot of sports in in Anthony Defino, uh, but it was you know it was stuff that that impacts your fan experience uh, at games. It impacts what you do uh, as fans in and around supporting the program. So that was sports. Uh, the Bearcat Journal stuff, look, we're excited about the changes that we're adding, the the, the new things that, that – that I don't even want to say new direction because we're still going to be maintaining the old direction. That's 
Dave, again, that's what frustrates me about like when people complain about you're doing, you guys are doing too much. Okay. If you, if you go to a restaurant and you order off the menu, there's some things you don't order. You it's don't okay. right. like, you don't have to, like, we appreciate it, but like, you don't have to, and we don't expect you to consume every single thing that we do. Like, that's just not how it works. But like, and like, you know, it, it does, I don't want to come off as like egotistical or anything, but like, I'm sure there are people that are members that don't care or enjoy hearing what I have to say. And then there are others that do. And that doesn't offend me or bother me. And, but like, you know, we're, you know, we're going to keep expanding and make, have offerings. And yes. if you consume it all, awesome. If you don't have time to, and you only listen to one podcast, we still want to be the place that you come to listen to that one podcast about UC sports. Or if um, you just read the articles, we're still yeah. going to keep pumping out a ton of articles on Bearcat Journal. That has never slowed down. That's what's crazy to me about like that, you know, you're doing too much. We're still doing what we used to be doing. We've just added a bunch of other things on top of that. I promise. I do it's want to ask okay. you a question about something you did today. Uh, okay. Go ahead. We'll do that what? before we get into Luther. The locker room. Yeah. What, what were your, uh, I mean, we've seen this stuff on the, on, you know, Twitter and, and whatnot, but what, what were your thoughts? It looks great. And, um, I think for, for what it now is, this is what I think people need to remember. This is after this year and next going to just be the game day locker room. They are going to be moving into the indoor practice facility which will house the locker room, the player lounges, the dining area, the fuel stage. Like that's where they're going to spend their day to day from here on out is at the, the indoor practice facility. And then the locker room that we saw today is going to be where they reside on game day. It is sharp. Yeah, so it'll be like old school when they went up the stairs at halftime instead of uh, going underneath the lair. Yeah, and and it, it is sharp. It is well done. It's it's the design. I think is excellent. I think the graphics and the way that they incorporated everything, the way they incorporated sea paws, and the way they incorporated bearcats and. You know, just the the overall feel of it is very clean. Um, I was really impressed by is it. Is it a I total think, finished I, product, or is there other things that there's still going to be little people? That's little pretty much the finished product graphics, for the game day locker room. Graphics here and there and, and stuff like that. Well, I mean, that. they're always going to be changing graphics and updating. Like, if there's five or six guys that make the NFL next year, guess what? Those guys are going to be on the walls. Right. Like, I didn't know if they were like, wall spaces that were that were still getting more no, everything more was things. pretty everything was done Tobes and his crew did an awesome job i think that matters man i think that mattered that it was zach tobler that was in charge of the project because he gets it like he's he's lived it he's been there he knows how important that stuff is to players right like he knows how outdated those facilities were that he lived in 
for three plus years. Um, I, 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 I just think they did it right. Here, here's the tour. If you want the tour from my, uh, from my Twitter feed earlier today, that's, I mean, that's pretty damn sharp, man. Oh yeah. There's Justin. Hey, Justin. Yeah. So uh, there's Tobes. An additional little, little two, guest appearance from Tobes. Additional 2,000 square feet, 120 custom yeah. lockers, a hype tunnel with uh, the sun. We saw the, you know, if you saw it at the Cincinnati Bearcat lighting on the wall, ch- changes color, um, new sound system, fuel station. Over there to the right, that's where the hype tunnel is, and they can change the color on all of that. Tobes gave us uh, an experience on changing the lights and stuff during the thing. My favorite feature of the whole locker room has to be the fact that the there's a vacuum system in the lockers. To that, make it not smell like a locker room. That pushes air from the bottom of the locker up through the locker, and it's vacuumed out of the top of the locker yeah, into sucks, a vent system. Sucks the moisture out of the equipment. Well, And the smell. Yeah, well, if you don't have any moisture, you don't have any smell. Well, fair enough. I mean, just I, I guess the thing that like, and it shouldn't shock me. I guess the thing that shocked me is how many lockers there's. John Cunningham, how many lockers are 120? It's a lot of lockers. It's a lot of lockers. And when you do it at this scale, where they actually have their own space, it takes up a lot of room. No, I mean just there's like the you know, station. We're we're just now in this. I mean, we're just now coming world, into yeah. like the. The new age of lock, like some of these these other teams' lockers. I mean, they have zero gravity chairs. I mean, in, an insane amount of stuff. And this one's this is awesome, but it just kind of shows you that, like, even how far behind we were when it came to, and we, you know, what's a locker room? You're in there, but it's like that's where the guys hang out. It's where they get ready. Yeah. It's where you know it it matters. And you know, you're not going to pick a school based on that, but like. Believe, I mean, it's hard to imagine that the old wooden lockers with a stool and <laughs> right. you know, was was not a you know people were just like this isn't you know this is going to make an make an impact. Yeah, when you take a kid on this tour, and there's the hype tunnel. Um, that's what we were talking about. That's where um, that goes straight out to the field. Right there, it goes down the steps and straight out to the field. Uh, that's where the team now is going to get hyped before they come out uh, on game day. And there's uh, apparently a professional high-grade sound system and lighting that uh, is going to sync up to the music. And the guys are going to be able to be in that tunnel and then a covered tunnel down the steps that leads to them running out onto the I hope they do. Like a lot of schools I've I've seen have done kind of like where they videotape it's like live as like you're in the stadium to get the game starting like on the jumbotron it is live as the players are like in the hype tunnel and going yeah. out of the tunnel going down the stairs so i hope they are able to with eichel and his team like able to kind of like pipe that into the use because i think that would be cool and you hear the music that's in there and it, or you're playing the same music in the stadium as they're hearing in there and you see everybody is as they're actually coming out and everything. Um, one thing I noticed in John Cunningham's comments, and maybe I'm just missing something, but he 
He put a price tag on the indoor practice facility performance center that was higher than I thought. Um, you know, we've talked about the day one ready campaign being $100 million. Today, he said that the indoor facility has a price tag of $100 million. Well, you're also dealing with exponential increases sure. in construction. and Right, but we were talking about that being included in like that 70 number that ish. Yeah. So I put on Twitter what that looks like for Auburn right now as they're in the process of building one that I think tapped out at like around 92 or something. Buddy, like that is a <laughs> $100 million facility is – is a there's there's going to be some fun fun bells and whistles on that bad <laughs> right. boy, right? So um, I, know, I know some some pictures maybe leaked of. Well, of I don't this, think they I, like leaked whatever you want to call it. Very they much were, though, just like their concept art, right? It's not. It might look like that. It might not look anything like that. I, I do think, like I do think, we'll see the windows. Oh, I want like you got to have like, a lot of a lot of glass. I think you're going to see the windows that separate the performance center from the practice field. Like, I do think you're going to see that element, which we saw in those pictures, because it makes sense. Like, why would you close off with drywall? No. The practice facility. That's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. That's dumb. Um, From what I heard, like, you know, how many stories is the performance center is kind of one of the things that's being finalized right now as they're working on getting the renderings. Is it going to be two? Is it going to be three? How do those play out? Like what goes where? Um, They're down to, from what I understand, kind of the final details and how this thing uh, is going to look. But I I think it's going to be phenomenal. I think it's going to be state of the art. I think it's going to be something that everybody's talking about when not only the actual like professional renderings are released, but when it's done, and we get to walk in that thing for the first time and we go, oh, my God, this is incredible. I mean, it's the outside of a arena or stadium. It's the biggest, like, I mean, it's... Wow out, factor, it, yeah. At, right. I mean, it, the Linder Center. I mean, it's the, that's the only other thing you could compare it to. And I know, and, you know, there's, there's talks about, um, you know, freshening up, especially the, the fourth floor of the Linder, I mean... Well, when football moves out of the, the Linder Center and moves into the indoor practice facility, you're going to have a crap ton of space in the Linder Center that's now available. I mean, even like when you come in, yeah, like that hasn't been touched in since it was built. I mean, well, there were some there were some things today in the. Rem- in that I mean, main everybody remembers that's been in there. That I think are going to be pretty cool. That's been in there. Um, everybody remembers how cool it was, like that they had the little TVs. Playing like yeah. like that was so, that Old was twenty and... it was like twenty something years ago. There's not some of those spots don't even have TVs in them anymore, <laughs> right? So it's like all these things are kind of happening at the same time, and I think people are going to be you know we're always excited, but like that's going to get a total refresh. I mean, yes, the yeah. where the coaches and the offices are, but like we don't see that, right? But like the whole fourth floor when you come into the Linder Center is going to get a refresh. There's going to be all sorts of different things that. um Go like into- I said, there was some stuff today that was being worked on that I can't get into yet. But next time I'm in the, the Linder Center when it's done, I'll take pictures and show you guys. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, the other the, the other big thing 
today, Dave. We've got, we've got to speak on it. Uh, Luther Richardson has entered the transfer portal. The Luther Richardson experiment lasted, I think, uh, like two months and 10 days. He, I, I think it's pretty clear. He thought his, at least the people in his support system believed that he was going to come into Cincinnati and be Cincinnati's starting quarterback at Fayetteville on September 3rd. I guess my question is, like, why would they think that? Well, they've trained him, the people around him have trained him to be, you know, a quarterback robot, right? From the from the time he was young. Like, even if that's your destiny quarterback robot, like I can pretty much guarantee that nothing along those lines was intimated to him at any point. Never, of never, never, by, never by no Luke, chance. By no chance. Mike Denbrock by Gino Good. Like, there is no way. So here was always my thing, Dave, and we talked about this a lot. When he graduated from Lipscomb Academy early and instead of coming to Cincinnati and entering yourself into the quarterback picture in spring football, he decided to go work out with his dad in Arizona and decided to show up in Cincinnati in June and thought that or the people around him believe that 10 days of camp were going to be enough for him to be QB one. And essentially behind the scenes, this actually happened Sunday after the first scrimmage. And they decided that whoever made those decisions in the Richardson family decided that he wasn't quarterback one coming out of scrimmage number one. So it was time for them to move on. I mean, never going to, never going to, you know, wish ill will, you, you know, you live your life. I, you, I don't think it's the kid. You do what I you don't do. I think it's on the um, kid. But like, I saw two practices up. That was more than enough to see that, he had a long way to go. He was talented. He's a freshman. Yeah. He was talented. <laughs> there was a lot to like about him. I guess my camera's been in the screen here the whole time. There's a lot to like about him, but you weren't ready to come in and just instantly be like the quarterback for this is a team coming off the college football playoff. If you I guess here's the thing that annoys me. If you really believed in Luke Fickle and the culture and everything that they're about, which is what that family continued to say and the message that they continued to convey, why didn't you trust that culture enough to send your kid here in January and let him... Try to win the job because at least if he was here in spring football, he would have been given a chance to earn the respect of his teammates <clears throat> to compete through those 15 spring practices to show it's very rare 
that a freshman quarterback ever wins a job. But you know what we remember, Dave, about Desmond Ritter? We remember at that first higher ground and into that first season when Desmond Ritter redshirted, we remember everybody saying, this kid has something a little different as a leader. Everybody is drawn to Desmond Ritter. We never heard that about Luther when he got here. And it's in large part, maybe because he never was allowed that time to adjust because he went to Arizona and worked out with his dad while everybody was going through spring football. Uh, Dilfer's reaction. From what I've heard, Trent Dilfer was pissed. That makes him look bad. I mean, this makes him look bad that a kid went through two months and 10 days or whatever it was that a kid went through 10 days of camp and said, I'm not QB one. Fuck this place. I guess my, my question would be like, where are you going to go to get on what level? He can't play anywhere this year. Well, but I'm just, this is just a like period. Right. I'm just. I'm not talking about like today, just tomorrow. Hand you the starting job, right? Like, uh, how far down do you have to go to leave Cincinnati and a coach like Luke Fickle that, in the coaching community, more or less, probably, I don't talk to any other coaches, but I'm going <laughs> to go on a limb and guess that he's a pretty respected coach in the industry. Yeah, there's a lot of respect for Luke Fickle in the business. So how far down do you have to go to find a place that one will take you after you left a program 10 days into camp? And two... the important part you're going to say. I I, I don't know what you're going to say, but I think this is the important part. And two, where you're going to hear the thing that you want to hear. Well, okay. That, yeah, you can, like, you're going to be our starter. Here's my question. Where do they think they're going to go that the coach isn't going to call Luke Fickle? Well, I mean, every coach is going to call Luke Um, I shouldn't say every. That's the thing. How far down do you got to go to where the coach is going to go? You left UC after 10 days. Yeah, come on in without calling Luke. And how far down are you going to have to go to find a place that is going to fit your vision of like never playing your Richard, I don't know that that's right. Uh-uh. I don't know nope. that that's right. There ain't, nope. There's not one Matt coach that is not calling. There, Luke there's Fickle. always a coach that's going to take a kid. He thinks is, is yes, gonna but be really good. there's not one Matt coach that isn't calling Luke fickle and asking him what they're happened. all calling. They're all calling for those on the audio format. Only Richard suggested the Mac, the Sunbelt, the whack, and maybe conference USA. I like that you do that because I'm bad at it. Yeah. I can't. That's why I'm. Uh, I mean, yes, there's always going <laughs> to be you, some. There's always going to be somebody, but like, he has he has nothing to show. Like, you're literally. Here's the thing, Dave. You're Here's flying thing, blind. Dave. You're going to attach yourself to this kid who just walked out of a program like you see, Dave. That ain't happening. He was clearly QB four. Oh uh, yeah, I I don't even watch the there. fours, and I knew that you were there. He was clearly QB4. Clearly. 
Uh, Jeffrey wants to know, does this impact the, the Solis uh, that was good friends with him? Yes, you don't. Look, you don't want these problems. If you're, again, I'm, I'm a proponent of allowing kids to go through the process as much as they want. But if, if you recruit a kid hard in the summer and the message is, we'll get back to you in January. Nah, fam. No. Nah, fam. We're good. We're good. I, yeah. So, so Lisa, I, 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 I personally would just take off the board. Yeah. <laughs> uh, FCS, but FCS schools are still going to call and say, what happened? What yeah, they're going to, they're going to just happened? go inquiring minds want to know why did a kid rated like he did who went to Cincinnati leave after 10 days of camp? Just, just, I just want to know, like, not that it would be a, uh, you know. Well, and, and the, the honest record, answer they would is. just want to know. The honest answer is because the people around him were upset that he wasn't QB1 after scrimmage one. So if they're upset he's not QB1 at UC after scrimmage one, you think they're going to just be like, yeah, uh, Moorhead State, we're coming. Well, like the, screw all these quarterbacks we got on our roster. Well, they are. They obviously they have a, a a mindset of what he is as a player anyway. So, right. you think they're going to go to the FCS level, or you think they're going to go to the conference, the bottom conference USA level? Like that's below them apparently. If he sure. wasn't, if not being the starter wasn't good enough, then you think going to, you know, Texas State is going to be good enough? I'm just going to say it's fast. I'm going to be fascinated to see what happens. Not wrong. You're not wrong. Joff, Joffrey. I mean, I'm going to be fascinated when, I mean, I'll forget about him tomorrow. And And I'm sure, I'm sure his dad's probably going to watch this podcast. And if he sees it, he's going to want to fight me. But I've had a couple dads of recruits want to fight me over the years. It's never happened. (laughs) You got He's gonna go. His dad is gonna accept sending his his prized possession to Juco. I'll, here's the problem, Dave. At some point in time, thinking you are cultivating a uh, gold mine, thinking you're cultivating a lottery ticket is not how this fucking works. When has it worked? When when has it worked? I mean, you know, for every, you know, really when you, especially when you talk quarterback, I mean, like, look at the best quarterbacks in college football and then who translates to the best quarterbacks in the NFL. How many of those guys were golden boys coming out of high school Stars right. in college and just flat out stars in the NFL. Right. I mean, we can, we, I can go through the list real quick. Aaron Rodgers went to junior college, then went to Cal. Tom Brady, obviously everybody knows Michigan, 199th pick. 
Joe Burrow, Ohio State, transferred LSU. Uh, Patrick Mahomes wildly speculate, you know, wildly discussed why they would draft him and trade up for him coming out of Texas Tech. Did not have a glorious college career by any stretch of the imagination. Josh Allen went to Utah or went to Wyoming. Um, you know, Justin Herbert, Oregon. I mean, he might be the one guy that is kind of like high-level recruit, high-level college player, high-level, you know, Burrow, I think, would fall into that category too. But he still had his bumps. I mean, he went – he had to transfer. Yeah, for sure. Like, like who, who are these kids that – who are these five-star quarterbacks that go to college, are incredible at college, leave early, and then are incredible in the NFL? It's a small list. It's a small list. Well, and like the Burrow thing, that was just Ohio State making a bad decision. Yeah. I mean, he was he was he was hurt in yeah. Like so, there's there's always circumstances. Like yes, it's easy sure. to to look back and go, how could you start Dwayne Haskins over Joe Burrow and JT Barrett over Joe Burrow? But okay. like, hold on, he, time out, time out, time out. T win, T win. This might be the worst take ever. <laughs> I love you, T Win. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not quite the same. Uh you know he Ben was Ben Bryant. T Win asked if he could be do, doing a Ben, ben Bryant and come back later. Like he fought ben for Bryant fought for everything for three years, right? He fought tooth and nail with Desmond Ritter. There were people in the program. High-level decision-makers in the program that wanted Ben Bryan over Desmond Ritter. It was just that they had – their vote didn't count. Luke Fickle's vote counted. This is 10 days at higher ground and saying, I'm out. I'm done. I came here – And I thought this place, I thought so little of this program, or my dad thought so little of this program, that I expected to be quarterback one at scrimmage one. Oh, no, the hiccups. Like, I wish this, like, I would love, just for my own personal enjoyment, I wish his dad was at the scrimmage and I could sit down and just go, what did you see in that scrimmage that made you, that think, made you that think he was better than any of these sh- guys? He should be the starting quarterback. He was quarterback. clearly quarterback four, Dave. I mean, he would probably say, like, well, he wasn't given any reps with the ones, and he would have, you know, if you put better players around him, he would have elevated their play and blah, blah, blah. And, but it's like, so for the 10 days previous at camp, he didn't do anything to make the coaches go, holy shit, we got to get this guy reps with the ones. Right. Guess what? JQ Hardaway is getting reps with the ones. Quincy Burroughs has been so good that he's gone from we I don't think there's a space to play him to getting reps with the twos. There are red shirt freshmen on this roster that are gonna be on the field in Fayetteville. You didn't have the patience to let your kid grow to let your kid become a man like i'm not even gonna get into the some of stuff some of the stuff i heard about like 
how uncomfortable he was in social settings. You just kind of did get into it. <laughs> no, I, well, okay, you're right. I did. Sorry. <laughs> he wasn't prepared when he got here to be a college student. Well, he went to a super small private high school. Yeah. Uh, you know, and was the big the big dog quarterback and, you know. The talent is there. He just needed the salt, the pepper, little paprika, maybe some smoked paprika, little cayenne. He didn't get any seasoning. They didn't they didn't they served up you know, a bland baked chicken breast that they put in the oven for like with some, you know, bro- 20 minutes. With some broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad. Spill the beans and get into it. The fans want it. How much more into it do you want me to get? <laughs> I've been spilling the beans as much as they can be spilled. Okay, Dave, I'll spill the beans. They, you remember the video from Coney Island? Like where the team went to Coney Island uh, right before camp started, and there were there were videos from the UC account of guys doing like belly flops off the the diving board and having some fun, and everybody's having a good time. Luther was sitting like twenty yards away, uh, eating a uh, a bowl of unseasoned uh, baked chicken and and you know uncooked broccoli. While the team was having a great time. That's not on him. That's that's how he was programmed. He's a robot. Don't do that to your kid. Stop, you assholes. Been trained to to act like every second is an opportunity to to you know get better and that if you're not uh, doing that, then you're you know. You're wasting your your. Yeah, the your, team's eating. You know, it's a it's a day off. They're at Coney Island. They're having you know some La Rosa's, some fried chicken, like some you know like Montgomery Inn or Todd Marinovich. Yeah, Jim Thomas, Todd yeah, Marinovich. Except Marinovich could actually play. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> Luther can play, but we don't know. At least Marinovich stayed at USC and then yeah. tried to play in the NFL before you know his. His, you know, his things happened, but like, yeah, his dad was like a crazy trained dad, but like he didn't, uh, you know, go hopscotch from school to school because, you know, they weren't doing what his dad wanted them to do. His dad right. just was like a lunatic from a training standpoint. That's, and that's, that's, that's Luther's dad as well. And they expected, they thought, here's the, like, here's the honest take. From the start, they felt Cincinnati was below them and that they could, with Desmond Ritter leaving, we can go to Cincinnati and Luther's going to be the starter day one. No questions asked. Right? Like, that's that's the belief, really. When, when you look at why this happened, right, they identified Cincinnati as Desmond Ritter is out the door. And Luther's going to be able to go in there and win that job. Yeah, I mean, UC was his basically his first big offer. Yeah, 
And then they just waited and waited and waited, and they had that Midnight Madness thing, and they right. waited and waited and waited, and the big offer, the tr- in their mind's eye, the big offers never came. Why? Why do those big offers never come, typically in those situations? Because the coaching staffs identify, we don't want to deal with this. We don't, yeah, we don't. <laughs> this, this, ain't wor- this ain't worth it. This ain't us. Like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good for him. I, we'll see. We've gone way too long, but we needed to touch on this because I, I think the fan base needs to know like what really went down here. There's nothing Luke Fickle and company could have done other than like like him handing him the starting job, and they were never going to do that. Never. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this show. I think it's been a fun one. It's certainly it's been, been a roller coaster. Weird. It's been a roller coaster. There's been a lot to this show uh, in podcast format. <laughs> timestamps are going to be super fun on this one. <laughs> Aaron's going to be working on the timestamps like next Tuesday. Yeah, we, we went over my two hour r- limit and we h- didn't really talk about any current football. No. Aaron, you want to talk about some football? Do you want to do a nightcap? We'll do the nightcap. Some football? Yeah. All right. Dave, I'm excited for the new show. I'm excited for the sponsor. I love you and Jeff together. I think that is going to be outstanding. I think oh. you are going to be like a great duo on I Sunday hope, uh, I hope everybody tunes in and enjoys it. We're gonna we're gonna I'm, have we're gonna have some fun with it and you know, hopefully talk about a lot of wins and a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff in the college football space. Chad, I have an idea. The numbers okay. have been going up steadily for the last hour. Okay. Do you want to do a live nightcap? Since we didn't talk football, like just on the back end of this, like okay, yeah. Dave, see you later. Well, I was going to say, we'll, we'll, we can, we can make it a nightcap separate, but I mean, hey, are you guys willing to jump into a live nightcap? We'll do it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I we, have to get. I have to get up. Like we got. I've got like I'll, roughly 45 minutes for a live nightcap. I'll I'll set it up right now and. Okay, everybody, uh, right now that's in this room, we got 70 of you motherfuckers in this room. Check yeah, back in life. As soon as I leave, that, as soon as I leave, that number's going down big time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But we'll actually be talking football. So <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk some football live nightcap coming right back at you. All right, guys. All right, Dave. Good shit. Thank Let's you, brother. See it. That's the night. Or that's the the BCJ podcast presented by the Holy Grail right here on BearcatJournal.com. Stay tuned. Check this channel in like uh, three minutes. Live 